0: <laughs> <laughs> and then even
1: dictionary.com
0: waited to explain
1: what self made means. <laughs> 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 oh. 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 Oh, but if you ask fantastic. anybody who's ever followed Kylie Jenner, we're all just haters. Mm. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, mm. boys and ghouls, it's the Halloween. It's not. Welcome to Big Damn Cast, episode 141, because someone's going to listen eventually. My name is Christopher, I can't feel my face when I'm with you, Johnson.
0: (laughs) And I'm Matthew. This song is about drugs, Watson.
1: I know, right? Right. Okay, so I used to work for a... I used to... This is about drugs. It's not about drugs. I used to work for... uh, Not many people know this, but I used to work for a large children's entertainment uh, broadcasting company. Really? Yeah. That passed me by completely. And once upon a time... In Mexico. In Mexico. There was a trailer for a, a, a summer... They, they did, like, strip things over the, the holiday periods, like, strip sort of um, that's not, marketing. That's not camp. appropriate
0: for a children's TV Stripped station.
1: marketing. So, like, a specific banner or title for that holiday, that half-term period. Yes! And one summer, uh, or just before the summer, they started playing stuff for their Friday slot, and they used Katy Perry's last Friday night in the trailer. In the trailer... You could hear, and I remember hearing it go out one day and raising that concern to someone. Yeah. You could hear the line, think we took too many shots, think we kissed But I forgot. That was in the trailer on a kid's entertainment channel. Very good. Do you want to know what's even more depressing? What? No one complained. No. Which means no parent paid attention long enough no. to hear that line. On the thing that kid was watching. Maybe you're just a prude, Chris. Maybe I'm amazed at the way you love me all the time.
0: Just... I mean, I would be. It
1: is against of... all <laughs> all reason and sense. Speaking of against all reason and sense, yeah. have you listened to some of Paul McCartney's newest stuff? No. It's pretty good. There's okay. one called Who Cares, which is really, really good. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, I'll check him out. It's basically an anti-bullying song. Is that like Paul McCartney? It's really funky. Um, who,
0: doesn't like, who doesn't like Paul McCartney?
1: uh, d- uh d- d-
0: Apart from heaven, to, yeah.
1: Oh, she gave him one leg up in the times. So, fuck um, you.
0: boo! Fuck you! She's never gonna hear this or care. <laughs>
1: boo! Like, the, like what I've just said is gonna damage her at all. It was practically arm. You know, never mind. Uh, so. Uh,
0: no, I'm doing. I can't do this. Big Damn Cast is over. It's that's it, Big guys. Big Damn cast is cancelled. We
1: end with issue 141 <laughs> with a splash panel showing Matt soaring over the city with his cape, ah! flying off to new pastures. My
0: cape and nothing else. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's streamlined, <laughs> is not it?
1: It's like swimmers. It's why. It's why. It's not it was fresh...
0: streamlined. It's definitely got round edges. What? But... No, but it's wide. For fresh... <laughs>
1: why professional swimmers wear speedos oh yeah yeah. because it's like it's it's about like there's no friction then of your body so you're obviously gonna you're obviously gonna be shaved completely yes in this
0: scenario absolutely
1: no friction yet a cape yeah no friction yet a cape
0: no it it catches the updraft
1: does it science
0: Mm. (laughs) right up up
1: your draft speaking
0: of science i can't wait to see how this works We've got two trailers for two movies coming up that defy all laws of science and logic by looking that they might actually be good. Three out of five. And I'll give you three is, out of five on that. That was all right. And that is... <laughs> uh, these look like they're probably solid three out of five movies. Um, <laughs> That's true. At, at least, That's at true. least they could well That's be true. better. And I hope they are. But first up, we have a new trailer <laughs> for The Imminent. I think Ooh. it's like a couple of weeks away now. The Imminent release of DC's and Warner Brothers... Hazam, Khazam? AKA Captain Sparklefingers.
1: Yes, that's not his name, as he declares. <laughs> Although, of course, he probably can't say his
0: name. No, he can't. Because revert back to
1: Billy Batson. Because he's. Billy B- B- Batson. He can't say his
0: name because now it's also the title of the franchise because he can't say his name because <laughs> Marvel own it.
1: Yeah. Weird, right? Too
0: many Captain Marvels in the hizzle.
1: But, but, to the credit of Captain Marvel, the original. Um, not only are they both Captain Marvel properties coming out like in the same sort of month and a bit, which yeah. is pretty great. Like it's yeah. kind of cool that we're in a world now where those two characters are getting movies at the same time. Yeah. But also, um, with all the controversy that's been going on with Captain Marvel, people getting really the, the man, the man. Let's face it, the man baby complainers. It's not
0: really. It's not really a controversy as much as it is people who are not necessarily stable <laughs> or happy projecting their own self-loathing on Brie Larson.
1: Yeah. But they have been met with a sort of, hey, hey, shut the fuck up, defense fuck up. from Zachary Levi, oh, who yeah. put a video out yeah, yeah, yeah. saying like, hey, people look like I've yeah, Captain yeah. Marvel for all these reasons. Stop. Even J- <laughs> which, which you know someone at Warner Brothers will probably be like, yeah, um, Zach, don't do that. Don't pick up the other movie. Don't pick up the other studio. But it's like, no, he's just being a cool dude. We all also, he's part of the MCU yeah, family been, as yeah, well. He's been, he's been so, there, he's done that. He's been there, done that. Got the T-shirt and then happily died because it freed him up to make Shazam. Oh, so I didn't, I
0: didn't that, yeah. Yeah. he looks really. It looks like he's having a whale of a time. It looks so it? much fun.
1: Batman cameo, sort of. Yeah, it's a big ass Batman Love action it.
0: figure. Love it.
1: Um, and I was, I said to you before, I was like, "Is that voice by Kevin Conroy?" So we sort of paid attention yeah, to I it. Think it, it is. sounds is. like Kevin Conroy. I am like Batman. And just like, yeah, you Get are in Batman. Yes, you are Kevin Conroy. Um, oh. I've already seen. I've already seen that moment where uh what the villain called again? Dr. Savannah. Savannah, that's it. Uh, where well, Savannah says to him, How old are you? And he says, basically fifteen <laughs> is already is already getting memed. Yes. People are going like, Yep, yeah, that's me. That's yeah. me that's me inside. <laughs> like holy basically fifteen. <laughs> mm, um
0: uh, yeah. this Pretty looks much. like so much fun. It looks like a lot of fun.
1: New trailer sort of kicks off with footage we've already seen of of uh, the wizard Shazam and, and Billy meeting first time and uh, Shazam. Really getting the powers of Shazam. Um, but then it's a bunch of new stuff, um, <laughs> some stuff from the TV spot. I would like to buy, purchase your finest beer. Please. <laughs> she just motions him over. It's like, it's just brilliant. Like I mean, of course, I love, I love the the fantastical, wonderful nature of of Shazam, of Captain Marvel, Billy yeah. Batson. I think it's great. But I love that the angle they're going for is big.
0: Yeah, like they're just
1: going. It's big because I think we're ma- we're remaking big. <laughs> is what when we're you, doing, but there's a super villain in it. When you
0: adapt to superior property, you can't really adapt specific stories because they're longer and broader. Yeah. But I mean, there's I ways like to the do it. It. A bit like the Doctor Who New Adventures. They're too yeah. deep, too broad for small stories. You mean street. they
1: can't just stick Lung <laughs> Barrow into season 12?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, you the Cardinal
1: Master pamphlet.
0: You have to... No oh <laughs> like short version. You have to reduce... I'm treating myself to a biscuit for oh, that. Yes, please. <laughs> um, uh, but you have to you have to reduce so much, so you have to adapt the sort of the spirit of a thing. Um, that's it what, for all. that's <laughs> what they did with with the uh, Civil War. Yeah. Um, and that's what the that's what the MCU movies have done so well with those characters is oh. not necessarily adapt a, a specific specific moment as uh, uh, as opposed to an overall feel. And if mm-hmm. you're talking about the Shazam Captain Marvel, then you are you are dealing with. A, a child, a teenager, in an adult's body with mm. these superpowers. So that's kind of the best angle to approach a it child
1: from. with the powers of a god but the innocence of a kid. The
0: powers of a god,
1: the powers of a dream. Yeah, we're recording. Hi, the wife's here. Say hi, wife. Come on in. Everything okay? Let the door oh, that's fine. Min. The dog will just move in. Just... Say hi, Minnie. She's pulled loads of things out of Oh, um, I'm terribly sorry. The dog's made a cameo after having caused destruction untold. Ooh. Well, that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, officially the end, we're in so much trouble. Um, it's a kid dealing with the powers of a god, but the eyes of innocence of a child. I mean, come on. He gets an adult body, and this trailer's showing us one of the first things they do is they try and buy beer.
0: <laughs> yep. And that shot is framed so wonderfully. with The way that he just swivels on the spot. And walks out of frame, and then his, his foster brothers behind him. <laughs> I'm amazed goddling. that it worked. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> his foster brothers, the kid from one of the kids from it. It's the guy who played Eddie. Eddie. He's great. <laughs> what are you looking for? We should be getting a trailer for that soon, surely. Hopefully. Oh, I, there's a trailer. There's another trailer I forgot to put down. Down in Browntown. There's another trailer I, I've. Uh, I forgot to put down. Before we talk about the next one, which is a movie that I'm actually looking forward to. <laughs>
1: oh, because there's a trailer we...
0: for a movie you couldn't give a shit about. Because, uh, and we've just talked about one that I'm actually looking forward to. We're going to put one in the middle. So oh. Not only am I not particularly looking forward to, but I'm shocked it's actually coming out.
1: My memoir's the
0: adaptation. The Dark Phoenix trailer dropped.
1: Shit balls. We didn't talk about that, did we? No, because it dropped off the last podcast. Yeah. When you say the Dark Phoenix trailer dropped, don't you mean... the guy who uh, works at Fox in a producer position, <laughs> wet dream where the Phoenix story is a really boring shorthand where she wears a long leather coat. It's so, a remake. So it looks like a remake of The
0: Last Stand, yeah.
1: I have my theory. We've talked about this before. What's like, your theory? Tell me a theory. We've talked about I this before. Talk- eat it good, son. Mm. T- oh god, he's licking coffee off of it mm. all sensually. Mm. Uh, we've talked about this before like where producers get hang-ups. Like I had the Robin Hood thing where I was like, somebody's had that loose eye anyway. but where, like, Avi Arad with Venom. Avi Arad has always wanted to do Venom in some way. Like, where a producer or someone in a position of power is obsessed. Amy Pascal at Sony, like, yes, we need more female-led summer blockbusters, but she goes about it in a weird, wrong way when you see her creative input toward the projects. Mm-hmm. But she's still doing it. Like, the moment Spider-Verse opened and did well, they were like, we're doing a Spider-Gwen spin-off with a team of female Spider-People! It's like, alright, back the fuck up, take a breath. But there are some producers who just have, like, a, an obsession with doing one thing. Someone at Fox loves the idea of Jean Grey turning into the Phoenix as a split personality and wearing a long leather coat while she broods. Yeah. That's their idea of the Phoenix, and they are... Det- like, it's, it's the John Peters giant spider. Someone is like, yeah. oh, that's Dark Phoenix. And everyone's I mean, going, well, it's not. And they're like, yeah, but you're going to do that, though, right? It's, uh, yeah, I, I get. The poster for this is her split down the middle. Yeah. And the Dark Phoenix is her in a long red coat. Basically, she's she's cosplaying Famke Janssen from X Men: The Last Stand. The last time they did Dark Phoenix, where it was a split personality, and she wore a like dark red coat and brooded a lot. This film looks pretty bad, right? It looks terrible. <laughs> it's just and the thing is, I want to see I want to see Jessica Chastain in a in a villain role, and it looks like she's got some you know meaty sinister. I'm fun just happy to, to see with. Jessica
0: Chastain in anything really. She's great. <laughs> she's great, and it feels of this like a waste because really she's in a mainstream yeah. superhero
1: film, and it's like, yeah, but couldn't we have saved her to play like a cooler character elsewhere? Maybe James McAvoy, love McAvoy. He's back in the wig for this one because they've got some flashbacks. Did you see the makeup comparison doing the rounds on Twitter of Mystique, a shot of Rebecca Romijn in X Men, yeah, and a shot of Jennifer Lawrence in the trailer for Dark Phoenix? I did not shoot these comparisons. She Basic. Did comparisons. Basic version of the character makeup. Like, painfully basic version of the character makeup. Keep in mind, Jennifer Lawrence grumbled enough in the making of First Class, arguably one of the better movies of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, arguably the best movie in the series, if we're not counting the spin offs like Logan. We um, yeah, have uh, She complained about the makeup process for mistake, something that had been established and was in three of the four previous movies. Mm hmm. So when Apoc, uh, when Days of Future Past came around, Mystique was mostly in clothing with just blue hands and head. But the few times where she was like full-bodied Mystique, like Mystique in disguise, and um, uh, coming out of disguise from shapeshifting, it was a suit. They developed a bodysuit and they had to digitally remove, like, because the reason that, the reason Rebecca Remain was essentially naked with makeup and very thinly disguised sort of underwear kind of stuff, yeah. Was because if you wear a costume for that, like to look like this reptilian blue thing, there are creases, there are zippers, so they have to spend more money to digitally remove those things afterwards. Yeah, so they were like, "Right, well, she's going to be like that less in Days of Future Past, so we'll do that. We'll digitally remove these things." Then Apocalypse rolls around. I don't think Mystique is blue in her blue sort of naked form at any point in
0: Apocalypse. I've completely forgotten that entire
1: movie. And at the end, she's a leader of the X-Men because they want Jennifer Lawrence in their franchise. So Mystique's an X-Man now. And she's in an X-Men outfit, like an X-Men uniform. But blue we hands and hand head. head. So it's yeah. like, well, what's the... Your superpower will not work now. Yeah. Like, what is the point?
0: I don't know.
1: Uh, it's because Jennifer Lawrence doesn't want to be in the makeup chair. And she was contractually obligated to do Days of Future Past and Apocalypse. She's not contractually obligated to do this one, so was obviously asked for a shit ton of money. Will probably not be in the film very long. Uh, and the trailer, the trailer suggests... to go by, the yeah. The trailer
0: suggests the character is killed off early on in the movie. Yeah. Just like they did with Xavier in The Last Stand. Mm. Because it's a remake of The Last Stand. Mm. If the trailer's Why? anything to go by... Except they go into space, maybe, for a little bit. Charles
1: and Eric are going to put their differences aside to work together, like every fucking X-Men movie. I don't know what to do! Every film! (laughs) Every X-Men movie is them teaming up. Apart from X-Men. That's the only one where they don't team up.
0: It's them teaming up and Xavier not knowing how to solve the problem. Yeah. This genius leader of the X-Men, who has amazing psychic powers, doesn't know what to do. Ever.
1: Beast is somehow in his late 40s but looks like Nicholas Holt.
0: Beast. What a waste. What a waste.
1: And he's a baddie now. He joins Magneto's side. Probably because Mystique's oh, killed.
0: Cyclops. Wasted. Mm? They've, they've, they've done a couple of versions of Cyclops now and they've wasted him each time. Mm. Like, I like. I didn't like Cyclops when I was a kid because I was like oh he's boring and then I've got older I've gone actually no he's actually pretty complex Mm. in recent years they've really played with that oh yeah um but no but no it's um Cyclops wasted Storm probably wasted Nightcrawler
1: remember when everyone
0: was excited about Jubilee being in Apocalypse because she looked like 90s Jubilee and Mm -hmm. then she was in it for 5 seconds why does Quicksilver not look twenty years older than when we first met him? Why does Quicksilver?
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> um, right, so correct me if I'm wrong. You're the you're the ex expert, and the expert in, this, in, in this the room. room in the room. I mean, there's the extent of my X Men collection down there. There's some like. Oh. some Astonishing X-Men and some like Brian
0: Michael Bender's New X-Men you need to get yourself some Claremont X-Men son.
1: Well, hang on I do have um, where are they there's a pile of them in there somewhere I've got uh, a bunch of the Grant Morrison stuff in the smaller trades they released yeah, in the UK they're they're, oh they're down there they're quite good yes um, but uh, that's where they introduced the, the, the plain uniform which just the yellow yeah stuff yeah because it was around yeah. the
0: same time as the movie It's really good
1: um, yeah so correct me if I'm wrong
0: yeah, okay The
1: Dark Phoenix stuff and the Phoenix storyline, this, that, and the other, delves into the Shi'ar yes, and the Kree in the books. Not the Kree so much. Okay. The Shi'ar and the Kree are at war with each other in some way. I know the Kree Kree and the Skrulls have always been a Not at that
0: point. point. Okay. Um, It's mainly the Shi'ar that appear in it. The Kree and Skrulls do appear briefly in the story, Mm. but not really as as players. Because
1: as far as I can tell... The scrolls are in the same pool as Quicksilver.
0: In that yes. Fox can
1: use them. I think so. Yeah.
0: Um, or Fox as they were at this point, because obviously it's in flux at the minute. Yeah, because it's it's been twentieth century Fox. It's like, been they can use them from day one about this movie that Jessica Chastain's character is a scroll. Mm. But the she scrolls definitely are in it. But I don't think she will. I think they'll make it the she are. In some way, makes sense.
1: Um, because Charles, like in the comics, Charles has a romance with with Lalandra. Lilandra, who's the queen of the Shi'ar? Yeah, or... the, 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 when she first appears, like she's the on the
0: run. She's the deposed empress. Mm-hmm. Her her madman. And she's like, "Oh, so
1: I'm, well, I'm, I'm sexually well. attracted to this bald, crippled yeah, man who like... always screws people over she, because he's a
0: dick." She she creates a cycle. The trailer algorithm implies that he, he, he wipes her
1: memory when she's a child. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? Which he did. Which so, he did, to be fair, he did. Uh, he has done that to other characters before. Yeah. So, um the way that Phoenix plays out but it doesn't make him a nice person. Charles Wait. is a dick. Yeah. Let's let's have the fatherly Vibious Charles let's have the fatherly non-complicated Patrick Stewart version back please where he is just hi I'm a really powerful mutant and I'm looking after these kids. And secretly I'm trying to keep these bad the people is, away if you, if with you, some, some you... of my older students we're trying to keep these bad mutants from ruining things quietly without anyone knowing we're as doing it. As soon as
0: you it. scratch the surface of the character in comics he ceases to be that almost immediately. Mm. Even going back to the very earliest X-Men books where he would like, fake his own death to manipulate his students and yeah. have a secret crush on Jean Grey for years and years and years Yeah, when oh, she yeah. was 16. Yeah, when she was Marvel Girl. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, good yeah. Lord. But the way
0: that Phoenix plays out in the comics is like, um, oh. so there's a whole, there's a whole <laughs> thing where Jean is cosmically empowered and everyone thinks she's dead, but then she's not and she comes back, and then she just keeps getting more and more and more and more powerful, and it turns out she's a vessel for something called the Phoenix Force, which is this powerful, primordial cosmic space force. entity of yep. sorts. Um, she, uh, she, the Hellfire Club and Jason Wingard, aka M- Mastermind, try and manipulate her, and that sort of pushes her over the edge into full-on Dark Phoenix mode. She fucks off into space after fucking up the X-Men, and... Um, basically dest- just destroys a star feeds on a star and destroys the entire solar system hum, then, hum, like, hum, basic oh dear to, which and it's shiar territory yeah and it's like you get the sort of final transmissions from the shiar ship as the phoenix is just destroying it and then i and this is this is after lalandra and the shiar empire have already been introduced like xavier is with lalandra in the shiar at this point yeah because he's He's left the X Men behind under Psychops' command, and now he's living in space, fucking pretty much, um, or li- a, lying there and being. He's a trophy husband. Yeah, that's yeah. that's straight or what he is. He's, yeah. the, he's the queen. He's the queen's consort. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> anyway, she she comes she went back to Earth, and Xenia <laughs> manages to come along. And <laughs>
1: so it's like of all the people that our of queen could have picked, yeah, but you don't understand. He can.
0: Do he things. can do things um <laughs> so he the so gene comes back to earth Zaybie he's in the corner in sudoku while yeah. she's having a night of rampant passion pretty much in her head and um <laughs> and Xavier manages to to put back the block the mental blocks in her head that that, that cut off the connection to the phoenix force mm-hmm. but the are like well she still destroyed that whole entire fucking solar system so they put her on trial Hmm. she's trial by combat the Kree and the Skrulls are there and like yeah we want to get rid of her as well and they try and throw it a little so that she dies any- so that she dies. but she ends up dying anyway um, she kind of commits suicide because she knows that she can't control mm-hmm. even with the bots back in place she can't control the Phoenix Force and then... this thing is going to take
1: over Yeah. so Jean going. is an innocent victim essentially in this whole story um,
0: this, to, well, a point, to a of. point to a point it's like when they bring back Jean Grey later on it's revealed that this was all the Phoenix Force impersonating Jean Grey while the real Jean was in a cocoon from where she initially originally supposedly died.
1: Ah. Okay. So basically something that would require months and months of storytelling and investment from an audience member. They
0: built up to it over like two years or something.
1: Mm. So what you're saying is it would work better in say like a TV series Mm -hmm. or a shorter series of movies that are a lot more personal and small, and we get to know these characters. So by the time movie three, four rolls around and this shit kicks in, you're like, Mm. oh no! Oh, Jean! Instead of, last we met in the last movie, oh, now we have to care
0: about her. Yeah, the reason that it's never really worked on film is because they've never really done the work to make you give a fuck about Jean Grey beforehand. Mm. And also, this is yet again, comic book adaptation... Adapting something
1: we've already seen. Yeah. But, botched botched seen. as it was, but like,
0: yeah. Not only are they adapting it in the way adapting something they've already adapted, but it looks like they're adapting it in pretty much the same way down to some of the visuals, mm. which have nothing, which have no roots in the visuals of the source material. Like, I can get it if they were both referencing the same mm. source, but they're not. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're both adapting that finish, but not visually. That, that long red leather coat look, that's just from last stand. It's got now to do with Dark Phoenix. Nah. Wow. So we're really excited about this film. Um, but I am actually genuinely really excited about the next film we're going to talk about. What the balls? Hellboy. <laughs> Hellboy. Sorry, i say what the The new balls. Hellboy movie. We've got a new trailer. We've got a Red Band trailer. Mm. Which, is, which is like flat out officially now just called Hellboy. Yeah. It's it's violent. It's sweary. It's bloody. And they've re David Harbour, so he sounds bad. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I can't tell how much of the prosthetics he's holding him back and how much of it is...
1: Oh, so I bet he's acting his socks off through them, for sure. But when it comes to prosthetics, it's a marriage of the mm. actor's the actor's willingness to, to go for it. Yeah. And had, I definitely see that from David Arbour, he's going for it. But also of the effects teams to create a believably mm. organic face.
0: I like um, the prosthetics in this, from what I've seen of them though.
1: I like the design. I I I know one thing threw me off. Rage was like he doesn't look right. He Doesn't look right. It's his jaw, and then I realized it's because his jaws re- is the length of his chin. His jaws really been highlighted by the fact that he's, he's got curtains, yeah. like his hair's mostly down, which is odd because hell boy, I'm used to him having it all pulled back in a little pony. Yeah, so which he does seem to have in some of the shots. Yeah, so it is there. Yeah, he
0: changed his um, hairstyle. it's fine.
1: Yeah, but that that was throwing me off a bit. But then the more I watch it, because I, I've I, I, have you been around many sort of actors in prosthetics? Not
0: no, no not really.
1: It it is an odd thing when you see them up close. Like I've worked, yeah. again when I worked with this uh, children's entertainment organisation, yeah. um, I got to do behind the scenes on on uh, like Doctor Who spin offs and and stuff at BBC Wales, and I worked a few times with uh, character actor Dan Starkey, who's famous for playing like Santarans and Doctor Who and things like that. Um yes. and I got to work with him a few times. I got to work with a lovely comedian called Tom Bell. Uh, This was on a show called Wizards vs Aliens, and they—they're heavy prosthetics, Mm. and but they they, look—they—they kind of look real. Mm. Like you know they're not. When you're around them, you're like, I know that's not real. But when you're talking to me, that face doesn't look like you're puppeteering something. Yeah, it looks like it's part of every uh, when you're talking. Your whole head is it looks like it your whole head is engaging in the act of talking to me. It's not just a mouth and eyes in the middle of a, of a lump. do you know what I mean yes and yeah, I, yeah. there's something about the sculpt of this this face on David Arbor where it kind of almost looks a bit more like a lump with his face and eyes I in get it. I get you I get you um that that won't make or break the movie, but it could prove to be distracting yeah, if, yeah. if it if it is that stoic. And, and you know i think and and also we also have that example to fall back on on Rob Perlman and, and Hellboy and Hellboy yeah, 2 the Golden yeah. Army where it was a beautiful marriage of his face and the design
0: i mean ron perlman's face looks like a prosthetic anyway yeah well he's got again like <laughs> he, he and david he and david real.
1: Arbour are, are both as actors, as weird as it sounds, gifted with rather odd faces. Yeah. Like, they have very broad features. And, and like, David i has got tiny little puppy dog eyes hidden in big-ass cheeks yeah. and, like, a big jaw. Um, And, you know, like, Ron Perlman has got, like, a very sort of sallow face, but, like, the big upper lip and the, uh, the, sort of the big area above his lip and, and everything. Like, it's, which is a gift to a character actor because you can, you know... you It's in a it, characterful it's face. It's a characterful face, yeah. I think if think of character actors like Edwin Wallace Shawn, like you know what I mean? These are people. Yeah. Kathy Burke, you know what I mean? These yeah. are people who really, yeah, yeah. really play with the fact that they are not "quote unquote" beautiful people. Like they, they really have these play with it. Faces that are so I don't know engaging. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then there are those wonderful actors who exist on the cusp of it where yeah. they're, they're sort of both halfway house. Like John Hamm is a handsome fucker, but when he pulls a goofy ass face, you're like Ooh John Hamm. He was on David Tennant's podcast last yes, night. And he described him. He said, David says, I think what you've been cursed with is you have uh you have the, the sensibility. you're an old character actor, an old Hollywood character actor trapped yeah. in an old Hollywood leading man's body. Yes. And it's like, Oh god, yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like so so David Arbour's got such a wonderful face. Um, it seems like they've not enhanced his face. No. They've kind of covered it.
0: Yeah, a little bit, I think.
1: But I'd need to see more close-ups to be sure. Because the one thing that annoyed me in this trailer, and this is my one, this is my yeah. one, co- this is my one, you know, con with yeah. the trailer, is there is no sequence where they just hold there on are a close-up a of couple. There's a Couple,
0: there are some. Well, the,
1: the, yeah, there's a sort of motion like that bit where he's like, Ugh, "Okay, yeah. you're good. Let's go." Like so stuff he's, like that. He's doing
0: stuff with the protectors. There. There's, there's the uh, the end one liner to me like which is bitch. really good yeah uh, it's never gonna
1: work i have a Capricorn and you're fucking nuts
0: <laughs> but you know it, it's
1: I think because we don't have enough shots of that yeah, it's making yeah. me go I feel like but, they're holding back like, straight slightly. up
0: this movie does look cheaper than than Golden Army and and old and the first Hellboy which I think because, because
1: they are it is which I think will confuse like, some people because they'll be like but look at the effects it looks so big and, so, and it's like yeah but here's the difference um Practical effects cost more than CG now. Yes. We're, at, we're at that point yes. now where CG is the is the fix. Yes. It's the easy version compared to um, you know, creating a complete CGI character. It's not cheap to digitally remove seams and creases out of a blue reptilian skin suit no. for a whole movie. No, 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 Because no, no. that's painstaking work. But creating an animated character is cheaper than maintaining prosthetics for a certain amount of time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, hence why... Uh, you see a lot more mocap characters for creature features now than yeah. you do prosthetic ones, which is a shame because there is something lost there. There's just something something about gained. The with the, of something gained the freedom of the performance. Yes. Something lost the tangibility
0: of it within the scene. Just go back and watch the thing and those yeah. creature effects. Watch like... the thing and then watch the 2011 yeah. prequel. prequel, The Thing. People, I hate it when people call it a remake. It's not a remake. How
1: no. I mean It it is a it is a. Very loose remake in that it's just I mean, we're it kind of telling of the, the same exact ground. same yeah. story, but it is, it is, but it is, but it is a canonical prequel to yes. the first
0: one. Um I don't know why people call it a fucking remake. It's because they called it. The, it's because they called I, it the thing. I don't know why anyone who has seen it calls it a fucking remake.
1: I am getting especially because it, especially because it. it ends with the beginning of
0: the first one. Yeah,
1: but so, hey, you know, um, but you know, so there, there's a thing. Lost there and there that. Hellboy, you might think, oh, this actually looks that looks really big and expensive. No. As Matt's pointed out, it's CGI environments, CGI monsters. Like, yeah. there'll be a shit ton of green screen. When he's fighting that troll thing, holding that troll's sword. Yeah. And he's having to use his whole weight to, like, carry it around because it's ten times bigger than him. Yeah. And he's lobbing that troll's leg off. That troll is not there. It was digitally added in afterwards. That's also the kind that of stuff. That sword is not there. It was yeah. digitally added in afterwards. There might have been, like, a reference prop for his hands. Oh, there would have been
0: a big foam thing, yeah, yeah.
1: But that's it. That field is not fucking there. Yeah, no. <laughs> There'll be shots in that scene shot on a field, but that ain't one of them. No. Because it's been added in afterwards. That, that like, ain't it, Whereas Guillermo del Toro's two Hellboy movies, aside from where they, they couldn't avoid it, were all practical where yeah. they could be. Big plant monster not. in number two, CGI. Dog thing in number one, CGI for some shots. Yeah, but mostly fucking a puppet. Yeah, which is terrifying because yeah. it was it was in Guillermo del Toro's house, yeah. and like it, this thing, this horrific but, Satan beast, you know, just like
0: sat there in the lobby. That stuff's expensive. Studios don't want to spend the money on it. That's why the 2011 thing got fucked in post production because it got all the fucking. Yeah,
1: well, it was a mix, wasn't it? Because it was uh, the, the some of the one of the execs was like, but you can see the puppeteer. It's like, yeah, There's but we, we fix that. We fix that. We shoot around them, or we digitally cover that area. Yeah. But you can see the puppeteer though okay. you should do it in digital it's like oh but yeah and the fact I, that I heard stories was... about a popular sci-fi programme we talk about regularly where a, a, a much anticipated creature reveal in one of the episodes oh. was meant to be practical and I've seen footage of the practical version of it. Oh. And then it was just the way the oh, way the yes. director shot it.
0: I know what you're talking about. The way the director
1: shot it just didn't quite work. Yeah. So yeah, the, the team just stepped in and went CGI it, CGI it and the CGI thing was one of the most criticized things of that episode. So Yeah. I know, I know exactly
0: what you're talking about. And I saw um, a practical
1: one and it was horrifying, it looked great. He's um, like horrible gremlins creature. Was
0: so cool. But the, the, <laughs> Del Toro's refusal to make that compromise, for better or worse, mm. is what killed Hellboy 3 in the end.
1: Yeah. Well, partly what killed partly, Hellboy Partly, but also, long, also time. Because yeah. Guillermo is a busy, busy man. Yeah. And he do, he wouldn't have wanted to rush Hellboy 3 out. And Ron Perlman ain't getting any younger. Yeah. And Ron Perlman's still quite sad about it. I watched this, an interview... I think he did an interview with Collider a couple months ago. They said, have you seen the new Hellboy trailer? And he said, no. And he said, the thing is, like, I was attached to it for so long and we pushed for number three for so long. Yeah. And I have a lot of love for that character and the story we were going to tell. He says, I've met with David a few times, once to talk Hellboy, other times just, you know, we've bumped into each other or we've been at a get together. Yeah. He's amazing. He's lovely. I wish him the absolute best. I think he's going to kill it. He's going to do really well playing that role. But I, I, will not be watching the new movie. I just can't bring myself to do it. And it's like, oh my god!
0: He, he that's he poured a lot of himself into, into, Hellboy. into, Hellboy, and it kind of, sort of made him a star. Yeah. In, in not in not like so I, I, yeah. I
1: would argue his peak fame is Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. In, in terms of when you look at his legacy, I mean, a lot yeah. of people would say no, it's Beauty and the Beast in the '90s, like the, the yeah. TV show. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah that right. made him a household cool. name in America. Absolutely, that yeah. made him a household name. But. Hellboy was like his. Oh shit! Ron Perlman's the leading man in this thing, nah. and he's playing a creature that is so distinct looking.
0: Yet we all know it's him. I know. No. Yeah. And there was, and for so long there was that thing of like, if not Ron Perlman, then who? I remember. When, I think we found
1: out when, while well, we found out it was David Arbour early on in this podcast's yeah, life, yeah. and we were like, yeah, yeah, okay, all right, all right. yeah, okay, all right, okay, I'm
0: down with that. Let's see.
1: And then we've seen more of David Arbus, David Arburson, so we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we've seen the trailer and we're like, he's not the thing I'm worried about. No,
0: no. It's, it's... What's on his face is a bit worried. But hey, I don't know. Tonally and... Ian McShane's in it. Playing, Ian McShane's in it. Playing this... the John Hurt role. and it so looks I'm happy. Like, it looks like they've sort of flipped the script on um, their relationship. Mm. Where instead of him being like a very, you know, sort of almost fragile father figure. There's more of a sort of anti- antagonism between them. A bit of, a, uh, bit of the deadbeat dad yeah. who's coming to call a favour on his kid, kind a bit of, of like. resentment for like the way he's treating Hellboy. When it and, looks like he's come to collect him, yeah. have you noticed
1: he's in like a really sort of like average looking sort of like London flat yeah. kind of thing with a shitty like, glass window in the corridor and all that stuff? It's like, oh, I'm looking forward to that. It's pretty
0: great. I like the idea um,
1: of domestic Hellboy, just yeah. chilling.
0: Because there's so much of that in, in, in the comics. One of the things that's so great is that. It's mostly set in London
1: and was mostly shot in London yeah for tax reasons
0: yeah. Uh, because yeah this movie's cheap um <laughs> that's why it's getting made um but there is the, it's uh there is a a, a a sense in the comics that hellboy is an established part of this world and a lot of people don't really bat an eyelid when they meet him Yeah, so like this sort of. Well, there's that nice bit in the first trailer
1: that suggests maybe the world's getting used to him in this one. Yeah, yeah. Remember when the guy shoots him? He's I'm on
0: your side. Sorry, sorry. Which is pretty good.
1: (laughs) He just sees a big hulking red thing shoots, and it's like, whoa! But his reaction again is so funny, (laughs) just like whoa, 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 whoa,
0: like panicked arms in the air, like, god damn it! (laughs) There is that. <laughs> there is that sense in the comics that there is a certain level of weirdness already in this oh, world. Yeah, that, yeah. And so it's Those books not are as, bizarre. Like they, yeah.
1: they get dark and Lovecraftian
0: in the. You know what? Well, this, this what they're adapting here looks like they're jumping in and like like that the second half of the Hellboy stuff where now it starts getting really dark hmm. and uh, sort of fatalistic in a way. Um,
1: yeah, I mean the creatures look straight out of Resident Evil. Yeah,
0: Um I mean, not just Mila Jovovich. Yeah well I'm happy why I think Resident <laughs> Evil also.
1: Yeah the Resident Evil creatures in the movies didn't look anything nah. like the creatures in Resident Evil Where was the giant tarantula? Yeah.
0: Um, I mean Neil Marshall's a good Where really was the giant snake? The it was because... a really big snake We know oh. Neil <laughs> It was a big snake uh, <laughs> Don't go uh... You could have been a Jill sandwich. Don't, um, don't Don't even joke because I'm going to be playing the remake of that game.
1: With better voice acting. Uh, well, the same terrible dialogue, well, but better voice acting. And
0: no live action cutscene at the start, which is great. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, maybe I'll just play the PS1 version. No, it's terrible. Play them um, both. Just um, alternate. At the same time, I'll do one in each hand. Um, <laughs> and the games. Yay! So, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, Neil Marshall's, that's why he's such a good choice for this movie, because he can do really effective horror with teeth, mm. so to speak, on a, on a budget. And I think that was the thing that was missing from... The Del Toro Hellboy movies is they did have a horror bent because Mm. it's a Del Toro project and everything does that Mm. he does but it, it didn't quite have the it didn't quite go far enough
1: yeah in, in some respects he, he lent into the fantasy a bit more yeah rather like than, the, rather the, ho- than the, horror the horror trappings but it was the first one's more horror I mean I'm sacrilegious because my favourite of the two i according to my wife I'm sacrilegious yeah, because my favourite of the two We've got the animated ones there as well oh nice uh, my favourite of the two is the Golden Army I think the Golden Army is the better of
0: the two see don't say that around Lucy because she'll she'll harm you well it's not got fucking what's his name in it um, the useless <laughs> agent audience surrogate character True, but... um,
1: Yep, yeah, that's nice about it. Um, <laughs> no, I like number two, because I like number two is essentially... Again, it's it's a fantasy movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it's a weirdly beautiful one. It's got some very obvious kind of yawn stuff in it, like the, the elven villain like is kind of just sort of generic, stoic elf character. Yeah. who's a bit sadistic. And, blah, blah, blah. and the Golden army itself, when you finally see them, you just like big CGI thing. And because they're CGI and everything else practical... They, they feel odd place, yeah, they yeah. feel odd and out of place uh, and then there's the, the sort of loose continuation
0: more comic based animated films yeah. as well which I oh, think there's I think
1: there's three or four of these another
0: thing that, I, that I'm slightly disappointed with is it doesn't like we've it's got, got a steelbook steel It yeah, steel <laughs> doesn't look like we've got an ape sapien in this which, you which know, is fine I'm fine with because save him save him save him for later because we've got some other BPRD folks. Yeah. We've got no way... As long get. as we don't have
1: Seth MacFarlane voicing a gas thing. That's that's the one thing I don't like about number two. I don't two. know. It's
0: fine. It's fine, but his
1: perfor- fine. his performance feels like a, a voice actor performance. Yeah. Like, it feels like an animated voiceover. Yeah. And I don't mean that as like a, a diss, because you know me. I love my voice. I love my voiceover, boys and goyles but some can straddle that line yeah. well. Like Winnie the Pooh in Christopher Robin. Yeah. Didn't feel like a cartoon voiceover. Yeah. Whereas Seth MacFarlane, uh, in Hellboy Two, does feel like a cartoon voiceover.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about Hellboy. I think it's gonna be pretty good.
1: I I wanna I wanna have
0: fun. I really wanna like it. So I hope it's good. And Ian McShane. Like it. Ian McShane.
1: And where else are we gonna get more Ian McShane? Oh wait, American Gods in a
0: Turns into a panther or a leopard. Oh, I can't True. tell what it is in the shots. It looks some good. kind of big cat. It looks bluey green. Some kind of big cat. And it's
1: in a church.
0: Yeah, and they're fighting a the big troll with. Um, a pig Rhino Face. Who is a character from the comics but whose name I cannot remember. Pig Rhino Face troll. And Baba Yaga's in it and her chicken leg house.
1: Was that what was peeking behind the curtain?
0: I'm assuming that's Baba Yaga because uh. just before that you see the shot of her chicken leg house. <laughs> <laughs>
1: looking, comics are weird going guys. Going into the weirder
0: bits of Hellboy's I'm I'm looking forward to the movie kind of playing with that so.
1: Comics are weird. Charles is
0: weird. The way subscription services are trying to kill us with uh, slowly draining our wallet away, one subscription at a time.
1: That is weird, but hey, at least if they're putting their, their like their time and effort, yeah. and and putting their money where their mouth is and giving us incredible quality content, well, then you know, know Netflix
0: it, is a okay hit ratio. That's
1: true, but look at it this way: a lot of households will buy, say, like uh, you know, five or six new DVDs a month. Like I, I used to sort of be like that, and I am occasionally now. Where like a film I want comes out, and I buy it like on release day. Yeah. Nowadays, I sort of have a bit more strength unless I really want to watch it right away. It mm. comes out and I go, right, Amazon wishlist. I'll pick it up in a couple of months and it's a bit cheaper. <laughs> like, there we go. Yeah. But if you're buying like four or five DVD- new DVDs a month, DVDs, not even Blu-rays, you're spending about 50, 60 quid. Yeah. You can spend that 50, 60 quid on services that provide you with endless reams of
0: entertainment. Endless content. So I kind
1: of get it in a way.
0: Literal endless content.
1: I don't think anyone's going to be running to purchase... Um, Shudder. Shudder based on the trailer for its latest it's first. project. It's yeah, this is its first original. original project. It's a series Picture the Scene, Boys and Ghouls.
0: Picture the scene. It's a mini-series. It's
1: Boys and Ghouls. Six-episode mini-series, I believe. I think so, yeah. Based off of a popular 80s horror I comedy mean, property. Popular is a strong word. Okay, um, a, a a a a beloved cult cult. Uh, yeah, cult. that's the one. A cult uh, 80s comedy horror um, uh, fr- a franchise, franchise, if you will.
0: It was definitely a franchise.
1: That featured puppets. puppets. Heavily. Little creatures. these Puppets running amok. Yeah. Causing chaos in yeah. small rural America. Yeah. Getting all up in your face, piece. Yeah. Multiplying like crazy. Yeah. Gremlins! No. Oh. Uh, Shudder's first original series is on its way and they've dropped the trailer for their... <laughs> oh god. The continuation of the Critters franchise. Uh, the now, one we
0: were all looking forward to.
1: Now, pros, pros. Critters is beloved by a very big cult sect. i ah, very big. People cult who grew sect, up with, I don't know. people who grew up with rentals and Blockbuster video. I was very familiar with the box art for those yeah, movies. Rented the shit out of them if not stared at them on the shelves. creep me
0: the fuck out the little hairy fuckers. Before
1: I ever watched them. Yeah. It was the box art in Blockbuster and Walkman. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. What, That's what familiarised me with them. So the right. horror section, yeah. I remember. Um, that was the same store and same display that made me hate dolls because of the Bride of Chucky DVD case traumatised seven-year-old me.
0: And the same store I later worked in. Yeah.
1: And here I am with the Bride of Chucky toys on my shelf because yeah, I'm over it yeah, now, yeah, but still. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Critters. Critters. <laughs> <sighs> You pointed out to me before this, Critters was written before Gremlins. Yeah, but it
0: wasn't produced until after.
1: Till after, because Gremlins did really well. And then you
0: got a wave a wave of films like Ghoulies and, and, and Trolls and stuff. The first and the troll. Troll the, troll the first troll. Yeah. But stuff that was The first and technically
1: only troll
0: really. And stuff that was like <laughs> I mean, certainly with Ghoulies as well. Like it was it, it existed pre Gremlins and sort of independent of it, but it was retooled in its marketing and slightly in its post production to sort of focus on the Little creepy puppet fuckers. Yeah, the cre- um, wait,
1: the, the creepy puppet fuckers. Creepy puppet fuckers. That's a, different, that's that's a different genre altogether. Creepy puppets
0: who are fuckers, not uh, creepy people who fuck puppets. Um, I mean, I'll watch that movie too. I'll watch any movie. I mean, <laughs> there's got to be a version of House of Wax that's like that, right? Oh, um, God, um, no. Oh, no! Oh, no, God, no!
1: Um, but- That'll be the Twilight Zone episode remake of The Dummy. It'll just be, like, Bill Hader fucking Eventually oh, Crystal oh, <laughs> or something. Um, oh, hey, now now I've said it, I want Bill Hader in the Chris Robertson role if they're going to lose the remake that one. That okay, be great. Yeah, that's
0: cool. Um, um, but I think... <laughs> Critters like, is, is not just
1: a, sm- a small creatures devouring stuff story. No, it's yet it's sort of it like that's the basic
0: premise. But it is. It's also it's it's funny and cool in and of itself, regardless of any gremlins. Sort of yeah, allegations or apparent plagiarism because it's not really similar to Gremlins. Like aside, it's not.
1: aside from first, I think all of them
0: are set in small town America, aren't uh, they? Th- no, the third one is set in like an. An apartment building in in the city. Um, sorry, not knocking off Gremlins. You said, yeah, not ripping off Gremlins. And the fourth one is set in space. Oh, in of the course, future. of course. And it has Brad Dourif in it. Of course. And uh, Angela Bassett.
1: Oh God, yeah.
0: <laughs> and oh, who, who which, and Leo which, from Twin Peaks. I was just saying, <laughs> which, speaking of
1: Leo, which famous movie actor debuted? made his film uh, debut. Leonardo DiCaprio was in three. Oh no, it wasn't his film debut? Was it Gilbert Great? Was his debut? No, oh, his, his debut was this. Chris three. Oh, Chris three was his debut. Yeah, oh, that's the mm. first thing he was in.
0: Hmm. Yes, it's amazing how some of the but big, the big the stars of today
1: debuted in horror franchise sequels that no one gives a shit, like Paul Rudd and in um, yeah. Halloween, Halloween Six, five I
0: think, five or six.
1: It's five or six. Is the, the last the one where he dies? Dies, and it's all about. Oh fun. right, oh, yeah, um, it's probably six then. But it's so strange. It's just like, oh, God, there's little Leonardo DiCaprio in Critters
0: 3. Yeah, it's not a good movie. But those first two are pretty fun. And they're fun. Like,
1: I, enjoy, I enjoy them to the point where I have them. Like, I, I saw enough of them to go, I'll buy the box set. Yeah, and I Terrence
0: Mann's in all of them. Yeah, God. So they are, they
1: are vicious little flesh-eating monsters that turn into balls. They're like little hedgehogs,
0: but they have a massive mouthful of loads like a, of like a, they, they have maws. Yeah. They, they have a maw. They can roll into balls and roll around and they can fire poison quills from their back, like porcupines, uh, which will like paralyze you so they can feast. Mm. They have a very cruel sense of humour,
1: they are intelligent. They're intelligent.
0: They talk in sort of this weird mix, I of, think <laughs> of, it's like a weird mix of French and Japanese, mm. sort of mixed And like a little babble. But she's subtitled <laughs> in the movie, so you can tell what they're saying. Yeah. And they're quite so. It's name the, they're alien invasion films. Yeah. In in the first one, they they're they they escape from a prison from an intergalactic prison at yeah. the start of the first one and make it way worth Earth. And then bounty hunters are chasing them because that's the other hook of, of critters yeah. is that there are there are space age bounty hunters yeah. and, uh, in pursuit uh, of them. And Lee, yeah. Uh, who are <sighs> they? Shapeshifters, so they yeah. blend in with wherever they go. So, and the first one, t- t- uh, one of them takes the shape of Terence Mann's rock singer, yeah, because um, because he likes the music video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you basically want like Space Bounty Hunter yeah. Bowie chasing it, after because it had
0: a tie-in single, uh, <laughs> Power of the Night, yeah. I'll um, yeah i forgot about that and <laughs> the other one can't just settle on a form so he just keeps changing whenever he meets someone new
1: yes which is quite a funny guy. Yeah, which in the second
0: it's one leads to him taking on the form of a like a playboy model for a lot of it so oh first... yeah
1: that's why he takes from the form some model because he likes it not because they <laughs> want to put well, a playboy model on the that's, posters that's
0: how they well you want it in the posters
1: yeah, the posters are just close-ups yeah, of the critter. Yeah, like... These posters are completely indistinguishable yeah. from each other because they're all, they're all just a picture of critter, and they're
0: not like, <laughs> yeah, it's just. Um, but yeah, to the point where he first morphs into the Playboy model, and he's got any he more, and he has a staple in his midriff. Yes, because <laughs> that's oh, what they yeah. is and Then peels it out. Oh. So yeah, those first two are pretty fun. There's some fun stuff in there, um, but the thing
1: is, they're not—they're not great. Yeah, there's a reason. There's a reason why all these reactionary Gremlins related movies came out yet we all still only really talk about Gremlins Yeah, it's because Gremlins was the only good movie yeah. of that boom yeah. um, but creators was fun yeah fun enough that New Line Cinema sold the rights it's
0: been one of those horror franchises that's been bouncing around and being talked about being rebooted or remade for in decades at this point, they, yeah. Like, like Hellraiser has been, um, yeah. And Hellraiser has had its reboot. No, hasn't it's, it? they've continued it, but they haven't remade it or rebooted it yet. Oh, that was it, yeah. But, but they've
1: they've recast Pinhead, yes. And originally he auditioned for a remake, but then they it turned
0: out they, no no he, he auditioned for or or, or is it one, or is he
1: somewhere. signed on to play him if they remake
0: it? No, like no no that. no, it's just it, it was it was his own project. It wasn't a remake. Oh, okay. It was always a sequel. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't get Doug Bradley back for one of the sequels. So they had to recast someone else, and the sequel after that, they they did a proper audition process for it and got okay. someone else.
1: Oh, so there's been three
0: pinheads. Yes, bleed now. And um, and that's a thought. Currently it was really in, it's <laughs> currently in limbo, um, <laughs> so to speak. Um, yeah, we've uh, been talking about doing a new version of the Blob with Samuel L. Jackson. Um, why? I don't
1: know. Why Samuel well, Jackson?
0: That's going to be one of those where he's gone out and said, a, a studio said
1: to him, Sam, what movie do you want to make? And he's gone like, I really like The Blob. And they've gone, all right, let's do a really? version of The Blob. <laughs> really, Sam? The perfect um, version of The Blob exists. It's the 80s remake.
0: Yeah, yeah. that That is a pretty great film. It's horrible. It's horrifying. I love it. It's fucking Shaw- terrifying. Shawnee a Smith. Johnny Smith yeah. and um, fucking... Oh! <laughs> What was the guy called? I don't know. I can't remember. I'm going to look it up. Think
1: of a world. Everyone says, obviously, Steve McQueen original, nine, like The Blob! Eight, no, nine, like, one. you want to see, see that concept done... Kevin
0: Dillon. Kevin Dillon.
1: You want to see that concept done in a way where it's horrifying? You watch the 80s version of The Blob. Yeah. Because it is like, oh, it eats people. Yeah, they, it's, basically a, it's basically a giant sentient the stomach.
0: Fi- the 50s one is just boring. Like, yeah. It's straight up boring. It just has an iconic <laughs> shot in it. And it's Steve McQueen. Of Queen. it pouring out of the yeah. cinema. Like, it has
1: an iconic shot. And That's it.
0: And it's an early Steve McQueen role, so people, you know, remember it for that.
1: Yeah. Whereas um, in reality... The true it's, horror of it is best. Yeah, so don't remake that. Um, now, there is nothing wrong with horror franchises carrying on. I mean, we, we'd we be hypocritical if we said that it was a bad idea to carry on a done franchise because we're fans of that shit. Like, yeah. we do enjoy that stuff. And some franchises do continue to live on and then move to TV. Um, for example, the Exorcist TV series.
0: Which I've watched most of the first season on, and I quite yeah. enjoy.
1: And it's not... It's not necessarily a follow on from the films is it? it's more of a sort of to clarify
0: that would be to spoiler too okay so it is connected to the films yes. okay then right so but exactly how because exactly, if it wasn't you'd yeah. just say
1: yes it's separate
0: Exa- exactly how and why <laughs> to, to explain time travel would be would, would, would be to give
1: too much away. alternate universe oh my god it's an alternate universe no it's not okay it's not an alternate um. universe <laughs> He's not an alternate universe. The Exorcist extended universe. Yes. um So the it can be. you. <laughs> so it can be done. Um, uh, Freddy's nightmares doesn't really count because that was obviously just anthology horror stories yeah. with Freddy narrating them. Yeah. For reasons, and then he appeared in like one of them.
0: And that's a charitable sort of yeah. interpretation of that. Um, Tales, about... Tales from the Crypts went from the other way from being an anthology TV show to being a series of anthology films. Yeah. The only one of which I've seen is the fucking fabulous Demon Knight. I've not seen that one, Billy Zane. Oh God! The Crypt Keeper is an amazing pop. Yeah, and also God. the Crypt Keeper. That, that, that animatronic
1: is stunning. Um,
0: but, um, but yeah, you don't get a lot of these things that make the jump from film to TV. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, I'd argue I've I've got high hopes for the upcoming what is now known as Chucky. Yes, it not, was not Child's Play, but it's now called Chucky, which is continuing the Child's Play series. I mean,
0: that movie's probably gonna be fine, but it's not.
1: Oh, no, but I mean, they'll have changed the name of the show yeah, to distance it from I think, the remake.
0: I think, I think, regardless of whether the It also makes not, sense, because the, the,
1: the series has been known as Of Chucky yes. since the fourth one, so... But like, Also, I think
0: that the, there's not the continuation we want, but that movie's probably going to be fine.
1: Yeah.
0: And, but, yeah. and, admittedly, it's not what we want, yeah. but, yeah. you know, but this, as long but, as the series happens or not, we will yeah. still get some more child's play in some form.
1: Yeah, with Brad Dourif. He's confirmed. He's he's confirmed to be working on the TV transition. Yeah. Um, And I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, oh, yeah, and Fiona Duroff. Oh, and Jennifer Tilly. Like, yes, please. And Alex Vincent. I think Jennifer has already
0: said she's involved.
1: She's definitely involved in some way, but I don't think she's confirmed that she's signed to be in it. Okay. One of the theories is that it's going to be a series of interconnected stories, separate stories, with different uh, dolls. Because, of course, in cult. Oh, yeah. He can yeah. split his soul. Yeah. It's like Horcrux style. He can split his soul into different bodies.
0: Yes.
1: So that would be great. Because then Brad Dourif just has to basically be in the voiceover studio for a couple of weeks. And we get some puppet murder stuff. And we get some people in voodoo situations. And so that'd be nice. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, Ash versus Evil Dead is great. Oh, of course,
0: that did make the transition. I watched the first yeah. few episodes of it and loved it. Do you want it. to borrow it?
1: Because my god. Now, is it? The first Fly season, through it. The it,
0: first season definitely. It, you
1: get, if you get if you get up to it and it stopped, let me know because we've got season one, two, and three.
0: I, I didn't finish the first season, but I like three what, seasons. I really liked what I saw a bit. It ended
1: prematurely. They they sort of had a they sort of had a, a feeling that they weren't going to get a fourth season. Yeah. So just preempt it. They wrap up at the end of season three, and then Bruce Campbell announced like I, I'm done playing Ash now. Like yeah. I'm done playing. No him. more Ash. I love playing him, but I'm kind of done. And because without giving too much away, because uh, the end of it, it ends on a cliffhanger. In the Army of Darkness style. Like oh, it ends excellent. on a cliffhanger that makes you go, wait, this is the premise now? No! No, I want more! <laughs> and they've confirmed that that would have been the fourth season. Yeah. Um, a complete jump. Like a complete change. Excellent. But again, in the Army of Darkness style where it's like, this is mental.
0: Army of Darkness
1: styley Stylee. Stop filming in the microphone. It's sort of, I caught the wire and I'm slightly worried that it's coming out. But anyway.
0: Well, it's still, there's still a waveform. Hello? it's still a waveform. Yeah, it's form. fine
1: hello there my friend
0: no don't do that i love you
1: microphone
0: definitely don't do that
1: i love you big potato so the transition can work but this credits thing looks cheap as balls it
0: looks really cheap it looks i mean there's been a couple of fan films and it looks like those
1: i saw that brought up the other day because it's um, because this there's is a trailer for a, a fan film that i watched yeah yeah that looked better than this yeah
0: <laughs> Cause this isn't being made by anyone who works on the originals no yeah. So it, it's an odd one, but they're also doing Killer Clowns.
1: Now that I'm interested out in because Killer Clowns from Outer Space is <clears throat> one film. We don't really know what it what they are. There's nothing. There's no lore there. It's, it's just these aliens arrive. Space. They look like clowns. Their weapons and murderous thingies are all clown circus or themed. circus themed. They don't speak. They're just these silent lumbering things. Yes. That to me is interesting. Like I'm like okay. T- yeah, tell another story of this. I'm curious. Don't just make it a retelling of the movie over the course of like six episode series. Do something with it. Yeah. But Critters, a new binge.
0: Yeah. It's happening.
1: Yeah, I just hope, I hope we here in Urap get what we've got with a lot of the other streaming services that are available in the
0: UK. No, should have is available in the UK.
1: Oh, tits. Yeah,
0: it's an Amazon Prime channel as well. Oh! Yeah, the, no, the prime channels are yeah, channels that you subscribe yeah. to within Amazon Prime. I,
1: w- I wonder if we'll get like at one free, and that's like uh, a trail for it because they've know. they've done that with a couple of things before. They've just gone, here's the first yeah. one. Yeah, go watch
0: the rest. I don't know. So. I wouldn't try and sell a subscription service off the back of this. It looks hella cheap. Yeah, but the movie selection on should is really really good. Yeah, that's like, a, the amount the amount of that's stuff that's on the... there is like because a lot of like the the more obscure horror stuff that I really want to see isn't on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Yeah. Used to be.
1: Netflix used to have a lot of obscure horrors, and now it's mostly it does have now it's mostly Blumhouse horrors. and Blumhouse-adjacent yeah. stuff from the last, like, ten years. With the odd 80s classic popped in here and there. Yeah. We were looking through Netflix the day... What was it we were looking through? Children and family films, because we yeah. just wanted to put on something, like, light and breezy in the background. And we yeah. were going through it, and we were like... There was, like, 60 choices. It's like, that's very small. This wasn't series, this yeah, was yeah. films. It was like, that's very small for Netflix... About thirty of them were were Asian imports. Yeah, like Indian series, yeah, dubbed yeah, yeah. or subtitled.
0: They're actually really good for that. Netflix. They do bring a lot of like Asian stuff over. Yeah, but but then it was like,
1: where are the huh? Where are the recognizable names? Where are the recognizable oh, franchises? It it's just not on there. It's really really weird. It's almost like Netflix is not paying money for things <laughs> slash. Other studios Not, are creating yeah. platforms Not that are about to launch licenses. soon. Yeah. But I think
0: I I, I also think the the selection is very different in the US as well. Have
1: you heard about uh, BritBox, whatever it's called. Oh yeah,
0: the BBC iTV, the BBC and iTV one. Mm. BritBox,
1: where people are now going. So I don't need to pay my TV license then. I can just subscribe to this. Mm. To which the BBC's reaction is, uh, no, I mean, still, still pay your TV license, guys. It's like, yeah. Whereas I, as a fan of a once fan of television I don't really give a shit about TV as much now but like I'm like there's not really many ITV current things I would want to binge or watch or box set like the dramas but I can just watch that on ITV player yeah or if you want to put old school programming on there yeah maybe I'll dip in like archive stuff, which is what iPlayer has started doing yes and I'm really glad
0: that they are. They need so they, ne- they need totally. to
1: figure out the system of how to navigate. The BBC's I got it. a
0: fucking ridiculous archive of great TV.
1: Well, they started that thing, didn't they? Called BBC. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It called. it's not BBC Store, but it was it was connected to BBC Store, and it was basically if you suggested a program, and there was enough demand for it, they'd look for it, find it, patch it up if they could, and then put it on the digital store to buy. Well,
0: they had to give the restoration team something to do after they did it all the Doctor <laughs> Who.
1: Well, I was one of those people who who, who was like. Kenny Everett. Your yeah, Kenny Everett yeah. content. Find it. Put it out there. If you put all the BBC Kenny Everett shows on for like 30, 40 quid, I will buy it. I want access to BBC Kenny Everett. It's better than the ITV stuff. Um True. Which was fine, but that's the only Kenny Everett you can commercially buy. Yeah. Is the ITV. Is the complete Naughty Bits DVD, which is yeah. over here somewhere. Um, which is it. Where I'm like, no, I, I, I want to watch his bbc series because that was my exposure to kenny everett was a vhs of him you know the late 90s when they started releasing comedy classics and it was just yeah, like yeah, a yeah. it was like an hour and a half compilation of something yeah from one of their shows like malcolm and wise one and uh, eric sykes's shows and things like that and and one of them was was kenny everett and it's one of the funniest flicking vhs's i ever watched <laughs> like it it was worn after about a year of me finding it excellent because it was so funny and i'm like put it online Instead of critters. Should I? If you could get hold
0: of Kenny yeah. Everett's BBC <laughs> Back catalogue. They only do horror stuff.
1: Well, you could put a filter on it. <laughs>
0: Everyone's bleeding from the eyes. Um just, it, Kenny Everett's dead, just say but, it's from beyond the grave. But that's not the Brit box that I'm interested in. Oh? I'm interested in That's such a terrible segue. Um Do we ever do anything else? I'm interested in the British version of Pokemon. That we seem to be being promised on this box called the Switch, which isn't really a box; it's more of a tablet. Um, I mean, it's got a docking station. That, that could be a box, kind of. We knew. You play on the TV. We it knew. Really we all knew. We all knew. The, the we game, all knew. People who follow gaming news knew that there was a new Pokemon game coming <laughs> for Switch later this year, and it was going to be the proper. Wait,
1: people who follow gaming
0: news knew that there was a
1: yeah.
0: new, 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 new. Applegrass. New, new, new. I knew that she knew that she knew that I knew. Um. So, uh, my love is your love, is your love is my love. <laughs> Don't. Um. So when there was a Nintendo Direct announced. Uh, uh, last week yeah it was like it was, Everyone, on, like, it was
1: on like monday like, they went new nintendo direct this it's, wednesday it's gonna in. be like
0: seven minutes long i was like okay well that's the, that's the pokemon trailer then. yeah uh, and sure enough it was the reveal of pokemon sword and shield the nintendo switch the uh the first generation eight games so it's the eighth generation of pokemon games in the complete, main series complete with new pokemon complete although, with although new i like starters.
1: i like how in there yeah in their statement for that they put New Pokemon, question mark. Definitely and it's like, you've introduced three new starters, you're definitely about to unleash another 80 plus
0: Pokemon. us. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's going um, to happen. Early rumours suggested that the region was set, was based on the UK. You're two to All the previous regions have been, have been based off different parts of the world. Yeah, there's been um,
1: Americas and, and, and Japan. The first four and, gens and... are all
0: based off different areas of Japan. Yeah. Uh, Gen 5's Unova region is based off the metropolitan New York area hmm. and surrounding parts. Uh but Gen 6's Kalos is based off France. Yeah. Uh Gen 7's uh, Alola is based off Hawaii. Yeah. And it seems that Gen 8's Galar region is based off the UK.
1: Yeah. I mean, Sword and yeah. Shield Sword is very sort of nice. And...
0: You've got like this big clock tower and one of the things you've got the um sort of Pictish... um uh sort of figures carved on a hillside in one of the shots of uh Yeah the
1: like the, the gameplay shots. Yeah like you do
0: like the Cornish um
1: You've got sort Dales. Of you've got Dales, you've got there Dales. Are Dales. Fields. Big old um, fields. The
0: the female trainers wearing a little shanter, Which is also <laughs> I which is noticed that? Which is and a little cardigan which has led to um lots of Scottish accent jokes
1: is that, uh, is that where they is where they started because of that? Yeah, it started okay. off with like
0: people going out and going, "Oh, imagine if Scottish Twitter," imagine if Pokemon sounded like Scottish Twitter, and then and you sent
1: you showed me that video which was miraculous. Um it, fuck, I'm um, your dad," says P- Pikachu so, as he yeah, electrifies the
0: like, See, I didn't play Let's Go because I don't have a Switch, and I was waiting for this. Not because I don't want to play Let's Go. I think a lot of people were were snobby about. Um, about Let's Go. About Let's Go. It's like, oh, it's not a real Pokemon game. It like,
1: whereas, whereas it's great fine. for newcomers because it, it made us go, right, should we start saving up to get a Switch? Yeah. Like Lou and I were like, should we save up to get a Switch? And one of us get Eevee and one of us get Pikachu. Yeah. And like, you're going to work, you take it to work with you. You know, if I'm going somewhere, I'll take it with me. And then we've we're got, you fine. know. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, um, yeah.
0: But yeah, it's... But
1: th- th- this has now made me go, yeah, by the end of the year, let's get a Switch. Yeah. Because we're also remodeling the living room. I think so. Like, fully structured cabinets in those thingies. So a console placement. So nice. really nice. Nice.
0: Got uh, uh, a bit uh, of money to one side. Rumours <laughs> are that we're going to get a slightly redesigned switch this year. Yeah. Um, like some sort of slimming down, um, sort of streamlining of the so design.
1: Focusing on the portable slightly.
0: Possibly we might be getting a portable only one. That's, that's oh, one, right. one of the things that's been floated. I, um,
1: you know, I... I um... That that, well, that loses part of the appeal to me slightly. Yeah, unless no. of course it's like a, a really sort of reduced physical. But I, think, I mean, co- the physical is, console. So, so, not that big so it's not anyway. So it's effectively I mean, the the successor to the DS. If it's a switch that is a lot smaller. Well, it already it like, is. I know, but I mean, like if 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 they would make it a portable only alternative, like a PS, yeah. PS Vita yeah. sized kind I mean, of thing.
0: I don't think they'll make it that small. Because it because it
1: wouldn't have the Joy Cons like they'd just it'd just be games yeah. that are based on. But that's
0: again we this is all rumor and speculation. Hmm. Like, but, so, but think... so
1: was Pokemon Sword and Shield until they did no, no, no. the Nintendo no, Direct on they, Wednesday. They
0: confirmed that there was a... They'd already con- <laughs> They confirmed before Let's Go came out. Yeah, when they when they announced Let's Go, they got the director of the uh, I think it was Shinichi Masuda, the director of the Pokemon series uh over at game freak be like oh yeah don't worry we've actually we've got an actual proper pokemon game coming that's going to be out next year late next year don't worry about it you're
1: going to love it fam
0: yeah we're working on it now so we knew that this year there was going to be a like a main series pokemon game on the switch
1: it was coming it was just you know, a case of when are they going to say something they
0: hadn't announced anything about it and then now they have and it looks it looks like a pokemon game on the switch it looks a bit more like it's the environments look a little less um grid like because they're not remaking when old i was games. a kid
1: i remember doing this I must have been eight or nine i remember designing like yeah. drawing a pokemon game yeah and because i was a i was a kid of the playstation but i was a game boy kid as well yeah it was a playstation style game like it was yeah. a, it was a third
0: person running around sort of thingy A bit like what the the gamecube pokemon games we got yeah xd and coliseum
1: yeah this this looks like that to me like this this yeah, took me that. back this took me back to Imagining that. I can see it. Doodling. Because uh, again, it's, it, it's a very third person style sort of camera setup. I can dig it! Um,
0: yes, I can!
1: I think Let's Go has been a great introduction to reeling old fans and nostalgic yeah. fans. Yeah. Because I imagine that would have sold a bunch. Of, I mean, the release t- switch is. For let's go, like there were switches with Eevee and Pikachu designs on yeah, the game. Yeah, my, my, friend, my friends, my like, friends pre-built in and
0: stuff. My friends' kids both got a switch each and Eevee and Pikachu for yeah. for last Christmas. So yeah, one of them's got the the uh, E V and P. Well, they both got the Eevee and Pikachu Joy Cons. Yeah so, so a yellow and a brown on each
1: one so it's a great introduction to it like yeah. it, it it's brought people in it's brought new new it's brought people back it's brought as people well. back as well which is what part, which you, it makes you realize how genius pokemon go was well, it, 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 because that was sort of like now we know that that was the start it talks of them luring well. yeah but that was the start of them bringing decided. old school fans yeah. back and that was the start of them getting parents to introduce it to their kids and this they're is, like oh i used to play this when i was a kid Oh, this is great it's been a slow build to this yeah, yeah. and now that a lot of people have bought Let's Go they've got the Switch hey people who now are on the Switch hey have do you this... want to play the new version the, new, the new generation of Pokemon game that has a slightly sort of similar visual aesthetic to Let's Go in that it's that you know it's I Pokemon mean, you, but yeah. not as you know it the,
0: the, the sort of overall aesthetic of Pokemon is, is a through line so it's always yeah. kind of that fa- that feel um, but it just each one just looks successively nicer like I'm playing Diamond at the moment yeah, um, on the DS. It's an original DS game. I'm playing it on my 2DS. Um, and that... Y- you can just draw a straight line.
1: In case you didn't know, boys I'm and girls, girls, Matt is quite a big fan I'm of this a Poke- franchise. I'm a
0: Pokémaster. I've, I've played them all. He's a poker boy. i I've caught them all. I've got complete Pokédex on... I've got a fully complete Pokédex on Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, which is 721 Pokémon. Oh, diggity. Um
1: a trailer trailer some With the new Capture Card, we can really easily play some... N64 Stadium and shit.
0: Yeah, but it's difficult to get Game Boy Teams imported and that's the real fun of that game.
1: You say that. Last time I tried it two years ago, my red cartridge did read. Yeah, it was my save file. It hadn't corrupted yet. E- uh,
0: we'll look into it. So I, we'll, we'll, see. we'll I, see. I do want to stream Stadium, but I want to do it on real hardware, not emulation. And I want to do it with that. Dirt. I want to do it with Game Boy saves. So well, what are we waiting for, chum? Because I can make all that stuff work by emulation but i can't
1: what the bloody hell are we waiting for he says holding get, the cartridge back i can't the get N60 my red blue control. and yellow
0: virtual console saves onto ah uh, yeah that's there a, is mm. there are ways to do it but i haven't got the right stuff to do it with in the meantime then you can be jealous of my snorlax well i'm just gonna do uh, Colosseum first well, because in the I meantime, then it. you can be
1: content c- with your version because I
0: can do it with the Gen three stuff. Your vastly superior console. I've got all the right hardware for all that to talk to each other. <laughs> I just don't have the. I don't have an N sixty four for a start. God but, damn it! Um, but yeah, you can touch mine anyway. Pokemon and and sword my N sixty four sword and shield. You got three new starters.
1: What Grookey, are
0: the names? Grookey, the little grass monkey bird thing. Score Bunny, the the lightning lightning fast fire bunny <laughs> and um Sobble, my everyone's favourite traumatised water chameleon thing who is Sad Lizard like, teardrop beast. Oh I d can't wait to get a Sobble. Like so, I already know which data I'm picking I'm picking Sobble straight off. I wonder how many people have already decided because of what he looks like. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Sobble's popular. People Love just me. want to protect protect them.
1: Protect and nurture them. He must be protected at all costs. Mm. Or it might be a she. Pokemon have genders. They may be protected at all costs. They yeah. must be protected at all costs. Although, Where I mean, is he? They have, they, have gen-
0: they have gender ratios. There's so- your tweet about Sobble. Look at Sobble's yeah. face. Look at him. Look, he's seen some... He's uh, seen some or, shit. Or, or her. Like, seen like, some stuff. Well, I like the sort of anxious hands. Well, it's the little chameleon hands. Yeah, but
1: they're the sort, of, the sort of bunched
0: forward like... Ooh. They've got the little sort of Lego claws that chameleons have. The
1: little ice warrior hands. Yeah,
0: but because... The they, Lego claws! But it makes them look um worried because they're sort of like anxiously because they can't close their hands lego claws brings me danish building toys for christmas oh that's terrible yeah pokemon sword and shield it's coming um (laughs) in your face it's gonna be great oh before we move on to the bagging on a a film director um did you (laughs) see the the leak of the sonic design for the movie
1: Yes. Yes I did. So as per most movies nowadays, boys and goyles. Y- 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 the merchandise has revealed shit. If you want minus this spot, even the it, merchandise, this is the yeah, company it's, it's, that put together the
0: style guide. Yeah. And it got leaked. And it's out there. Yeah. Um
1: Don't go looking for the Avengers End game Lego sets. Just just don't. A French toy manufacturer fucked it up. Yeah. I saw it by accident I'm really annoyed
0: anyway because I I now know what one of the set pieces is mind you that being said there have been set pieces in Lego sets before that aren't in the film true but based on something from the trailer this one looks plausible okay Uh,
1: okay okay. so um uh, yes Sonic he Hmm. uh, I don't hate it I don't like it. But it does make me question the physics of the posters we've seen so far. It's not very good. No. He, he's got two eyes. He was always going to have two eyes instead of one Because going to do the mono eye. Yeah. They never do two eyes, ever. The mono eye. I say that as a former Dennis the Menace. They never do the mono eye. They always give him two <laughs> eyes. Um, cowards. Uh, so
0: <laughs> there cowards. is that. But can cowards. you imagine Ben Schwartz's voice coming out of that thing? Yes, I think when Sonic's yeah, I think when, yeah, I on, I think when on screen,
1: um, I'm just going to close my eyes and listen to Ben Schwartz.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Hail to the milkman, the milkman, the milkman. Uh
0: it's i mean i'm not
1: he brings all the milk and he gives it to men we getting Deteti- hail to the milkman. we're getting
0: detective pikachu and sonic the hedgehog in the same year so we're getting the rise and fall of video game movies in the same year yeah someone tweeted about that i, mean, I don't think it was at Lindsay ellis or someone I said like Bo- a movie bob was like movie bob
1: we said like detective P- like, everybody sell the r- everybody's got the rights yeah to talking animal console game franchises from the 80s and 90s Seldom in the weeks after Detective yeah. Pikachu for big cash before Sonic removes
0: all goodwill. You've got six months to cash in before it all goes down again. Um, I mean, so we've yeah. not
1: we've not seen Carey yet. We've seen a, we've seen a photo of him on set yeah. as looking like an old man. We've not seen him in full Robotnik James yet. James
0: Marston's the sheriff of Green Hills.
1: I just. I'm morbidly curious about this I film. Think
0: I think I... Why doesn't he have gloves? Why are his think...
1: hands white fur? He doesn't have gloves.
0: Because he just has hairy hands. But
1: he's also... So his feet aren't red. He's still wearing trainers. And also
0: they don't have the stripe on. They're red trainers with white laces. They don't have the, red, the white stripe on.
1: You watch. He'll get them. He'll get them in the film at some point. But that's
0: like an iconic part of his design. He'll
1: get them in the film and there'll be a tie-in release with like Nike or someone. Ooh. I guarantee it.
0: But listen... <laughs> It's important to support Sonic the Hedgehog. got go fast? Because it really helps to, you know, reinforce the sanctity and honour the sanctity of the cinema-going experience. Oh, God. As per the opinion of one Steven Spielberg, little indie director. Oh, yeah, um, I've heard of him. I've heard of him. Yeah, he's, he's he did, that, he did that little
1: film, didn't
0: he? Um, he's trying to get the Academy Award <laughs> to not allow Netflix-produced films or films produced by streaming services to be eligible for oscars now. now tv movies are already ineligible now because they have, and they have the emmys for those things that's where they're honored yeah let's just check
1: something here for a second yeah what netflix films have been nominated
0: slash one so far octu was nominated wasn't it for something no it couldn't be nominated it couldn't be nominated just didn't i get what they oh, did have a certain amount of screenings yeah so but they managed to do it with roma
1: roma did so roma has broken the mold yeah this makes it seem, before we get into it, like a petty vendetta against Roma. A vendetta? Because Roma is the only example, and it's already happened, and he's now trying to beat it back instead of accept it or just keep his mouth shut. Also,
0: you made Ready Player One, dog! Like.
1: No, he made four scenes of live action actors talking to each other in Ready Player One. Um. I have a lot of respect for Steven Spielberg as a filmmaker. He tells some incredible stories. But he's wrong on this one. But he's wrong. He's wrong. He's wrong on this one. So he's saying the Oscars are for celebrating cinema.
0: Cinema doesn't mean what it used to.
1: Yeah, if you want cinema to just be people going on mass in a massive, like, sold-out crowd to they see a it, film on the big screen, they know it doesn't really. You're going back cinema. to the fucking thirties yeah. because also
0: if it's celebrating mass cinema. That that idea of the cinema. Then why is it the highest-grossing films that get nominated? Yeah. Why why wasn't Infinity War nominated?
1: Yeah. You know because I mean? it's not about cinema. It's about which which representatives for a movie blow the white crusty dudes. Yeah.
0: That's what it's about. It's maybe it's that's maybe g- that's
1: what it was. Maybe he's on the voting board and no one from Roma came and felt his balls. His thing.
0: It's, fing- it's gateke- no one
1: fondled his balls from Roma, it's, it's, so it's he's annoyed. It's fingering. It's gatekeeping.
0: It's gatekeeping
1: because he also argued that Ro- Roma spent. I believe the most money on its Oscar campaign out of the best picture nominations, probably, because Netflix
0: were, of course, like, right, we've never done we this. this, we we want this here, and they did give it the the requisite uh, cinema screenings mm. and release to make it eligible. And it's not like I oh. now,
1: I agree I agree that the film that's being nominated should be placed into the classic setting for a, for a limited run. Yeah. Not as not as a qualifier, but just because it's like a yeah, the film should sort of have a, have a crowd viewing in some way but, because there is there is different ways to gauge it. I think as a reviewer, even getting a review copy or watching it at home yeah. is way different from sitting in a, r- a I, room full of people who've come to watch the movie and and feeling how it plays to the room. I don't think some le- of the best reviewers acknowledge how
0: it plays to the room. I don't think legitimizing. <clears throat> because then they Netflix said say, my experience was this, but people around me yeah. were experiencing this, and they said this. But I don't think ne- ne- legitimising Netflix content is going to harm the cinema industry. What's harming the no. cinema industry is the fact that going to the cinema is a fucking ball ache. Because as much as you want to see how something plays to a room, a lot of the time the room's just full of fucking dickheads. Who <laughs> yeah. won't shut up. If the cinema Or on co- Snapchatting on their fucking phones. If the cinema experience were cheaper... It were full of people who have come to yeah. watch the who film. Page fifteen quid, and people do pay fifteen quid to go and see mm. a film, and then sit in there on the phone the whole time. What was it we watched? Where it was just like there were people just proper chatting away the whole
1: time. Oh, I can't remember. And I think we moved closer to was the it screen it? because of it. It.
0: It's when we saw we it. Had a fucking shit time yeah. in it. Great yeah. movie, but the audience was awful. It was terrible. It was awful. like sort of
1: uh, sort of later age teens, like about ten years younger than us. Yeah. And they just were chatting the whole time. So
0: you give me the choice of that experience or you give me the choice of watching a movie on a nice TV with a nice sound system in my home mm. whenever I want
1: yeah well that, cause that's, that's, his arg- that's part of his argument as well has been in previous years this isn't the first time Steven Spielberg
0: has raised these concerns no 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 um, when was the last time Spielberg went paid full whack and went to a fucking urban uh, me, uh, yeah. multiplex
1: when was the last time he went to the freaking like
0: the the, the the mall and watched the film yeah never he's, of, like, he's not he's done he's to the fucking years. traffic centre only on a weekend it'll soon change his fucking tune. It's so... Oh,
1: God. Um, anyone would. Anyone would. You yeah. could bring a new trumpet into that place and it would leave sad. Oh, it would leave Jesus. looking like a limp clarinet. Um, yeah,
0: ticket press through the fucking roof as well, man.
1: I think, the, I think the main reason we pay for Odeon Limitless isn't necessarily because we love cinema so much that we're like, yeah, we can guarantee going to see so many films. It's because it is cheaper. A month
0: of Odeon Limitless is cheaper than one visit to the Trafford Center. <laughs> that's
1: true. There's no reason to go to the Trafford Center now, by the way, unless you want golf the cinema and it's your nearest cinema yeah. or Five Guys because HMV's closed.
0: Yeah, HMV's gone, it, it, Hamleys closed. They announced
1: it and it closed the next day.
0: Hamleys was shit anyway. The so
1: employees from the pasta. HMV were unemployed the next day. That's
0: fucking ridiculous.
1: Gross, isn't it? It's still full stuff. I was there two weeks ago and like the windows, you can still see that everything's full. They've not moved the stock yet or anything. It's all it's just You can't
0: there. afford to pay anyone to do it.
1: Yeah stupid that's also because the rent as well like the rent from into but yeah the,
0: into had some buyers pull out of a like a takeover bid because they were charging too high rents for the shops and losing businesses
1: yeah well think about how many places how many plots in the Trafford center for the last like three years have just been empty they've just been the billboards and you're like when's this getting bought when is this getting bought they can't afford the rent. Uh, rent is too damn high
0: rent is too damn high
1: um so spielberg is talking about keeping the sanctity of the theatrical going experience but that is the thing
0: there is no sanctity to it anymore. In the
1: seventies and the eighties, people went to see a movie they wanted to see. That house was packed full of people who wanted to see that movie. The size of multiplexes now, the amount of screens, the amount of like screenings of certain films. Some people now just do it as a DOS. Like yeah. some people go, Oh, just go and watch a movie. Not because they want to see the film, but yeah, let's go let's and- go watch a movie. And as such, it's not like that they're, they're going, Oh now, if the film's great and they have a great time. They come out and going, that was really good. I enjoyed that, and I'm so glad we went to watch that. It was a complete surprise. But a lot of the time, they are just sat on the phone, they're sat having a chat. They're just doing it to do something, and which I, again baffles us because we're mean, like, why are you spending $12.50 well, the to sit in by a the room parents
0: to just fucking go away for an afternoon? Yeah, um, but, and you know, but it's also like studios are fucking up the cinema experience by hmm. uh, what, what Disney did with the Last Jedi. Oh yeah! Like, oh, it was Christ, like, you have yeah. to give us more of a cut of the ticket prices you have to put it in more of your screens for a longer period of time so you can't show as many other films at this busy time of the year mm. because December's become uh, a busy time for big family movies because yeah. more people are, especially in the States they have Christmas yeah, yeah. Day releases oh, in the yeah, States yeah. still we have Boxing Day releases over there now yeah. um, so it's just it's you can't if you want to protect the sanctity if you want to protect the legitimacy of, of cinema mm. going after the wrong people, it ain't on Netflix. I mean, Netflix has its problems.
1: Mm. <laughs> Netflix is going to
0: crash and burn at some the, point yeah. because of how much in debt it already but is. The movies that they make deserve every bit of uh, the same chance at recognition that any cinema release movies do. Um The TV series. Yeah.
1: Their investment to bring... Because this is the thing as well. He's yeah. saying like cinema should be celebrated. Well, Stephen... Well, you're not celebrating it, though, are you? Because no. it's not in a... People are discovering... Traditional cinema. People are discovering films they would never have watched before because they're scrolling through their recommending, going, what's that? Uh, Click, also, watch. Like, they're learning more and, and appreciating more about art that has been and gone. Because that's the other thing he keeps complaining about. He's saying shouldn't be regarded as, as cinema. Like Stephen, well, it is. Stephen, the cinema you talk about exists for three weeks... And then it goes. Like that experience, that physical experience. It's then gone. Now, if you love it that much, Stephen, how about you pay, I don't know, say a certain amount of money so that Amblin Entertainment's a back catalogue and anything associated with yourself. If someone wants to watch it, they can go to their cinema and ask to watch it and then it gets pulled up on a screen. Is that how you want it, Stephen? Is that what you want to do? Because that's not not possible, Stephen. That's not fucking possible. Bring back record cinema. Yeah. Well, think about it. Odion at the uh, at the print works before it moved to the AMC. They've not rescheduled it to this this size yet. But they used yeah. to do like um, a lot of Odions around the country do this. But they used to do secret um, screen. I think they call it secret, street, secret screenings or blind screenings or something. Like or you just go in. Stuff. Yeah. Or you just. Well, no, but not just for new stuff. You just okay. go in. You pay a ticket. It's a reduced ticket, but you know concessions. Everyone, it's like a gamble. You go in. You sit down. You don't know what's going to be shown. The show a film
0: Adam Sandler new,
1: old like they just show a movie and that's a really fun that's a community thing that's people who are going yeah, yeah. like go on let's do it this will be fun they they do retro nights where they specifically screen a certain film Yeah, and if they're really savvy with it they tie it into stuff like they get promoters in or they do a competition they, they help host local film
0: festivals yeah like that.
1: like that stuff's great now that's that's the cinema I think he's really trying to champion in terms of the idealised version but it's rare now and it's rare it so, so fund that put money into that. Yeah. Hey, why not, I don't know, Stephen, add Netflix original movies into that. There you go. Now they're being enjoyed in the cinematic thing. Because that's the thing. How... Why does he feel threatened? I don't know. Like, there's no reason for him to give a shit. What's he defending? He's a director. He's a producer. he's He's an owner of a company. He funds movies. He finances films. How does this affect him? I don't know. I think... He wasn't did... nominated for Best Picture this year because he made ready to play one. Yeah, exactly, like <laughs> it, it's not like he's got a personal beef with Rome, but it looks yeah. like that. Yeah, because of like uh, because of this. But I... Rome didn't even win Best Picture. No, like Alfonso Cuarón got Best Director, and I think he said in his statement like he he's like yeah, no, I have no I have no problem with that. It's amazing. He did it's incredible work. It's
0: like although well, have you got problem what, with what's The, the problem the then?
1: film being considered. Fuck. And like
0: also one of the things that <laughs> so is dumb. that's great about. Um, these streaming services making their own original movies Um, is that and obviously this has mixed results hmm. but stuff is getting made and seen that wouldn't otherwise have a chance to get made or seen in the first place. Yeah. That's not always a good thing. Studios pass like crazy so yeah.
1: these services go we think that's great. Let's well, do least, it. You know, Especially when the acclaimed actors directors and writers and stuff come to them and say hi we want to make this. Yeah, yeah. And Netflix go are you fucking kidding me? I'd argue... Yeah, if we can get the budget to this, yeah, we can do that. Fantastic! Let's make it. I argue. You make your movie, and they also take a back seat. Yeah, Netflix, Netflix are are. It's very openly discussed that the big wigs of Netflix step back and let the creators make what they want to make. Yeah, which is so refreshing, and you can see why filmmakers and and, and TV projects are going to Netflix now because it's like, yeah. we want to make this thing. We want to make it as we want to make it. You want to make it as you want to make it. Yes, Netflix. Great. Well, and here's the money. Go that's do not it. Not
0: always for. The best in Not terms for of the, the end best, product, uh, like bright and shit like that. So bright but Bright is awful, and and Bird Box is mediocre. But over but, over
1: over over, right, over right, like crazy. But then uh, you look at, at things we, like at least we got them. We look at TV projects like *Lemony Snicket*. You look at co-productions yeah, yeah, yeah. where like AMC and Netflix fund together, like *Break* Later like, *Breaking Bad* and things like that, where they, the companies work together, yeah, to do it, and it, it 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 yields some really good. Like I I would I would say the better Netflix currently could change outweighs the worst Netflix originals. I
0: don't know. I think there's more bad stuff it's, than
1: it, Oh, it's creeping up, I think. By term, I think in terms of, of
0: the,
1: the impact they've made. Because you forget the bad stuff. You forget it eventually. Yeah. You move on I from it. I think some of that
0: bad stuff, that early bad Netflix stuff, isn't even on there anymore. Ooh, Things s- like Hemlock Grove. Snuck
1: that shit out. Films films that have had trouble at the studio, like um, Jungle Book, then Jungle Book Origins, then Mowgli, Probably. then Mowgli Legend of the Jungle. Yeah, um, like Films like that, Survive because Warner's and Netflix went to came to that agreement and went, Yeah, yeah we'll have it. Like we'll abso- we'll absolutely have that. Wouldn't take Holmes and Watson though. <laughs> <laughs> <It wouldn't take laughs> Holmes and Watson. But you know what it, I it, mean it's and here's another point. Steven Spielberg, hi, I know you're listening.
0: Uh <laughs> Loved your you work on play Player One. Yeah,
1: it's great. Especially like the bit with the real people. Um
0: You really made me believe Olivia Olivia Cook was a real logo.
1: Yeah, actually, I mean, what oh, wait, that, no, that, that, that birthmark was horrifying. Yeah, like, yeah. What, what a manga. Um, yeah. Fucking Anyway, like massive respect to Steven Spielberg as a filmmaker. I, I adore it. Like, you know, adore him. Jurassic Park, in my top five easily. The guy's amazing. But on this, he is very wrong. And I shall say this, Stephen, for you definitely listening. It's not like you busy. No. Uh, old man yells at cloud. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, kind of.
1: You want people to do the cinema experience. Put money into theaters mate yeah put some money into theaters, help them renovate, help them expand, help them become better, help them get to the point where they have they can lower their ticket prices Stephen
0: help them employ enough staff to actually maintain the screens
1: because here's and, and decorum oh, employ employee yeah. strict to decorum like put in money to help reinforce strict decorum. Don't just have
0: a cute little thing saying uh, don't talk in the movie yeah you're in the middle of the road. I can see you fuck off. No, like, don't have that shit. Actually have ushers in the screens telling people shut the fuck up or get out.
1: Yeah. Like people can be removed.
0: Hell, take
1: those screens where they have like a separate balcony section up top put some soundproof glass on that shit and say if you want to talk during the movie pay an extra five quid per ticket and go and sit up a dangerous
0: there. a road to go down I don't like that.
1: It's a dangerous road to go down, but at least box them.
0: And then we could gas
1: them. Oh, uh, I'm, fucking g- hell. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm being <laughs> Oh my god. For comedy. I wouldn't gas them. I'd just kick them. Um... Bad. The only Very screens bad. where they should be talking and shit going on during the screens is is ones that are designated for people with, say, hard of hearing, people yeah. with learning disabilities who need a comfortable environment, yeah, and and obviously the carers and parents who want to take them there and, and enjoy the film yeah, together. Yeah, sort of
0: like the idea of like lights up showings. For, yeah. For, um, for,
1: for um, um, what's what's, like what's like it like called? Oh God. Ah uh, uh, God. What's it called? Relaxed. Relaxed. relaxed that's relaxed.
0: Joins, yeah.
1: Uh, that sort of stuff. And kids films are sort of you kind of go into a kids movie expecting a bit of noise, yeah, like yeah. you know, but. We're talking about, like, the cinema experience Spielberg's talking about. Like, if you want that, Stephen, put the money into helping those places yeah. do that. But not only that, Stephen, think about this. How much does it cost, on average, for a movie ticket? Oh, yeah. We we have already Limitless. Like, we, we, we are privileged enough to be able to afford, in our designated funds every month, from our, you know, respective line of, of income, 17.99 a month mm-hmm. to utilize Odeon Limitless. We do that because it is a money saver. We can go and see if we see at least three films a month. We've technically seen one film for free. Pretty much. We like seeing films. We like seeing them in the cinema. We do have to talk about this podcast, but we also
0: guess what? Like going I to the cinema. I would probably have a Limitless regardless of whether I did this show. Like yeah,
1: me. like we we would we would prefer the cinema experience be less gross, but like we like going to the cinema and we have fun doing it. We are of that gener- we're of that generation where we go see the film, then we spend like the ride home or a meal afterwards chatting shit about the movie oh, for yeah. like three or four hours. Oh yeah. Like we, we do enjoy that. But you know, that's that's we pay for a limitless card because effectively it is a cheaper way for us to do it more. Mm. People with kids can't do that. That's not how it works. Like they're gonna take their family to the cinema, it's gonna cost, say, like one film, a parent mm. and two kids, is you're talking what, maybe thirty plus quid immediately there. To see snaps. one film. Plus snacks, so you're talking
0: fifty quid. Which are a ridiculous mark
1: Family of four? It's probably about sixty quid average going to the cinema for them to do that. Like that's a that's a lot of money, Stephen. Do you know what they could spend sixty quid on, Stephen? Week's food shop. Mm hmm. Two streaming services. Do you know what they get for that, Stephen? A lot of films that they can watch at home. New and old, they can discover things and cherish them introduce their kids to stuff that their kids might not have seen before yeah their kids can introduce them to things and the parents can go oh this is this is great this is great son or go oh, actually this is really fun yeah. and have a good time netflix is keeping cinema alive streaming services are keeping cinema alive in a world where it is not always the easy option the affordable option no to go out and see a film at the
0: cinema
1: why do you think pirate culture is still as big as it is why do you think companies are developing boxes that mean you the customer are not doing anything illegal and the existence of the tech isn't doing anything illegal but the legal loophole of course means they can stream digital versions of movies now in cinemas to their TV varying quality the only illegal act being put out here is the manufacture of the boxes from the original creator and they do all this stuff where they are non-traceable there's all this new piracy out there. Yep. Because people can't afford to go to the cinema, Stephen.
0: They and there are also to they are some who just don't want to. Some well, we them
1: don't want to, but yeah. like they, they, they can't afford to go out to the cinema all the time and cherish these movies the way you want to, Stephen. So if their ideal way of consuming this media is at home, why not be... Why not give them something new? Why not say, hey... Here's a brand new film that you can only watch here. Hmm. You know, just like... I don't know. Going to the (laughs) theatre. Netflix films are legitimate, Spielberg. Shut your damn mouth.
0: Um, True. True that! Let's do some emails. They're true. Are they? Yeah. Okay. Not fakey true. I don't believe you. Fakey or true.
1: But I do believe Um, them.
0: (laughs) uh, Do you believe... In life... Tom Monty... No! Do you believe... Do you believe? Tom Monty killed my
1: father. He says, and burned my mother.
0: He says, dear Chris and Matt,
1: and created my brother.
0: <gasps> random question <Christian> extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fiesta by the Pogs, buy it
0: so they'll get sued. Uh, this obviously came in just after we recorded last week's episode but before it went out because he asked, what are your thoughts on the controversy surrounding Green Book's best picture win at the Oscars of 2019? Uh-huh. I think we covered that Call uh, White took something last week uh, but in other words it's bullshit <laughs> you shouldn't have won it's the safest choice yeah um, it really bloody is but hey we are talking about the, an academy that awarded best film to Crash and Shakespeare in <laughs> Love and The King's Speech
1: what lost the year of
0: Shakespeare in Love again? Something Private Ryan
1: oh Christ yeah that Spielberg
0: yeah <laughs> why didn't he why didn't he go against Shakespeare? Um, do you read many books? what was the last book you read, what is your favourite book of all time? Oh my God. Sorry, it's just that I've recently developed a passion for reading that I didn't have before and would love to hear your thoughts on books. Books are good. I don't read as much as I like. Yeah. I, I, I always read, find I, myself doing other things with my time. But, I,
1: read, um, I read a lot more comics and graphic novels just because...
0: Yeah, I read a lot of
1: I, I can dedicate. I can dedicate smaller amounts of time to
0: them. Yeah, I feel like um, you, you can chunk through more in a short amount of time because of the visual aspects of it.
1: Yeah, and and also just like you know, it, it's it's more like a soap opera. Like you spend half yeah. an hour and you read a whole story, yeah, and you go, yeah. "Oh, great." Um, but I'll tell you this for now when I was a, when I was a teen, I really liked sort of you know fantasy and horror novels and stuff. But now that I'm older, I'm starting to get into biographies, biographies, or or, can be really or, good. Me- or memoirs.
0: Yeah, memoirs can also be very um, good. Um, the, la-
1: the last book I read and finished finished I finished on my honeymoon uh, was The Disaster Artist I'd started yeah, it a year yeah. prior and then I picked it up again and finished it I loved that that was great and I recently revisited um, Cupid Stunts which is uh, a biography about Kenny Everett oh, funnily course. enough going back to Kenny Everett of course um, you
0: should get is very good you should get some of Carrie Fisher's bi- autobiographies for that ass for that ass for that ass is that the name of the for your reading ass oh um, <laughs> how did you know my eyes are in my ass uh... <laughs> What are they called? Um, wishful drinking? What a great name! Uh, Postcards from the Edge. No, that's a novel. What are they called? Wishful drinking. Princess Diarist.
1: That is a great. Oh my um, God! Did she write these just because she came up with the title? and I've got to write a book now. Princess
0: Diarist was the last one. Yeah, and that is like covers like <laughs> the immediate like sort of aftermath of. Um, of Star Wars. That was the one where she. That was the one where I was going to
1: say where, like, she she yeah. as she spoke to him whilst writing it and said, "Do you mind me talking about this publicly?" And he went, "Yeah, yeah sure, go for it." It's fine,
0: but her her memoirs are just fantastic. Um, I think we're both trying to find out what it's I mean, called. She was, aren't we? she was a she was a storyteller and a raconteur and and all sorts of other things. And she, yeah, it really. Yeah, Postcards from the Edge uh, was a semi-autobiographical novel, um, and she also... Shockaholic. Yeah, Shockaholic, Wishful Drinking, and The Princess Diarist Her three autobiographies, and they are wonderful. Um, she's frank, and honest, and unapologetic... <gasps> I and just realized like just... it's Princess Leia's
1: on the cover of all three of them. Because she's Princess Leia. I know, but isn't that a I wonder how much clearance you have to go through for that. Yeah. Be like, hey, on one of them she's like clearly drunk on a cocktail. Another one it's an
0: action figure. And, uh, oh, yeah, but they're not yeah. just, you can't really see her face, so they're kind of apart yeah. from the last one. Yeah, so, and even then it's just like her eye. Yeah. So yeah. they could probably get around it. But yeah, um <laughs> last, what was the last book I read? Because um, I read a lot of I had an audible. I didn't had an audible um, subscription for a while. I don't have any more. Um, so I've I've listened to some stuff. I listened to. I'm quite listening to the Pet Cemetery uh, audio book. Uh, the last thing I finished. Oh. Uh... Sometimes. Sometimes. Dirty, yeah, that's dirty. better. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> um. So very, very, <laughs> very good. Um, <laughs> uh, I read a lot of short, short <laughs> stuff. Uh, oh, uh, War of the Worlds was the last thing I read. I've re- mm. read it before, but I've reread read it recently because with the new adaptation coming out, I'm thinking about doing something about all the uh, different adaptations of it. Good of good
1: and bad. <laughs> and there's a lot of bad ones. Um, you know, there's a good one directed by uh, some indie film directors. Oh, Steven Spielberg? Yeah, yeah that yeah. no one else
0: likes. Yeah. I like it no one else likes I like it Can don't like it my like friend it. Sam and Danny don't like it Charlie doesn't like it I like it I like it I think Lindsay Ellis doesn't like I it I think setting it modern
1: day <laughs> does remove part of the charm yeah. of, the, of the timelessness um, of it only, because of when it was set originally. there's only been one
0: period <laughs> correct film adaptation and it was straight to video and garbage <laughs> I was watching some footage from it last night it, it is the worst I'll well, I'll show you a little bit after we've done because you can't see it to believe it Um. Uh, but yeah, no I, one would have
1: believed I mean, the straight to video adaptation of One of the Worlds would I be I mean, terrible. My
0: Kindle uh, favorite book of all time, <laughs> probably it'll be something by Stephen King. Probably it. Yeah, I was. It's, I mean, it's um, leering at you from that shelf. Yeah, it's, 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 it's very, very, very good. Uh, a lot. I like.
1: I like a lot of. Stephen If you've, King's if you've right. ever wanted to read seven um, pages describing a can of turtle or foot, boys and yes, girls, yes, it's the read book Read it. For you. I enjoyed um, it. That, that's one of the few Kings I've read.
0: I really, yeah. enjoyed, I really enjoy it. I don't it. read enough books, but I read it. Um, which ones have I read? My girlfriend. really got it. I've
1: got it and Kujo, but there was one. I, there's one I read that I got from the library, and I can't for the life of me remember which one it. Was. Skeleton so, yeah. Key. Skeleton,
0: Skeleton Key is a anthology. Anthology. Yeah, um, I read that one. Um, um, no, Skeleton um, Crew, not Skeleton Key. Skeleton Crew. Crew. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's one of the shortest anthologies I've got on Kindle. Actually, um, it's very good. I uh, bought it
1: from Swinton Library. Nice. Mm. Uh,
0: Kiki reads a lot. Uh, she reads a lot of fantasy, um, so I've read some Wheel of Time stuff. Ah. Um, but it's a very long series, so I've not finished it. I've only read the first three books out of fourteen. Bloody norm, um, but it's good. I That's a night. lot of book, and it's getting a uh, it's getting a TV series adaptation in the wake of Game of Thrones, of course. Which brings us, uh, no, no. Uh, how much sleep do you get on average? What time do you usually sign off for the night? Uh, six to seven hours around midnight. That's an
1: odd question. All <laughs> um, right, I. I'm a bit of a night owl. If I'm in a creative mood and I'm going to write or or edit or whatever, I I go to bed at like three, and then yeah. get up around ten. But I'm fr- I, I'm freelance, so I have I suppose
0: the luxury of of being able to get up a bit late. I used to be like that, but the medication that I take has made me more has given me more of a re- like a set routine.
1: Yeah, which is good. Really, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't benefit from having a later wake up. No, no, no. no.
0: I, I used to be I used to be like that all the time, but not so much anymore. Um. Also... Recently, because of the dog, I've been forcing myself to bed about 11. And also living with living <laughs> with someone who goes to bed relatively early, um, partly because she works a nine-to-five and partly because she just needs more sleep than I do. Um, it also means that I don't tend to stay up as late as often. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm just downstairs on my own going... upstairs Could be spooning. Could be it Could be snowing. But no, I'm just playing video games. Why am I up? Why am I upstairs? So I just go upstairs. Chris... <laughs> Are you planning on catching up on Game of Thrones before the final season begins in April if you haven't already? Yeah,
1: trailer just dropped, didn't it? Yeah, I can't I mean, wait. I can't wait for them to meet Sheelob and throw the one ring in Mount Doom. Um Yes, my <laughs> You haven't got long. My my sister-in-law borrowed um, the season four box set about a year ago, and we're trying to get it back because it'll be the motivation for me. The moment it arrives, I'm gonna to say to myself and go and i'm gonna plow through it i aim to watch the entirety of it by the time the last episode of series eight is this series seven series eight
0: this is series eight. we we
1: have the first five on blu-ray Okay. I, I intend to and they've recently HMV have recently repackaged them all with these new cases but you can't get it from Trafford and as a result <laughs> yeah I was, I was in the one in Berry the other day you could smash the window i take it as a result they're, they're not, the Blu-ray box sets are 1999 it's like that's really cheap. 1999. 19, yeah, that's really cheap. But I think it's because they're doing that old get sell as many as we can before we have to. We inevitably start stocking up on the
0: complete the complete box Game set. of Thrones.
1: So uh, I I'm gonna fill in the gap and buy series six and seven. It's good soon.
0: It's a good show. Um, I, I like
1: what I saw. I, yeah. I I'm sure I've told the story of why I stopped watching it on here before. Yes, short version was binging it with the wife who was then not the wife and nearly wasn't the wife because of that. I'm kidding. Um. Back in 2012, and one day I came <laughs> home and she'd skipped ahead four episodes because she'd had the day off, and I was like, "Oh, it's alright. Now you finish watching that one," and I just never went back. Mm. So I get recaps when it, when it goes out on TV. So not for two years now. No, we'll be sat in bed at be like four in the morning, and the episode will have just got out on US television. Yeah, Should've watched it. On the laptop, very good. Although, although the last series she watched on Sky Atlantic, or whatever, yeah. because the UK did get it a few hours, I think, before the US, so that it came it was, out yeah, on a Monday was, night yeah, and stuff. There, yeah. And she, she, yeah, she, she just turned to me and like, oh, can I just talk about it? And I'm like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Tell me about these people I don't know. Back when we, yeah. we were
0: in drama school, because that was like <laughs> series two, three time. Um, yeah, twenty twelve. Me and Charlie would watch it every weekend. Yeah, t- twenty twelve.
1: We started watching it then because we bought series one. Yeah. To watch before series two came out on Blu-ray.
0: It would come out. It would air on Sunday in the states the night before, and I would acquire a copy, <laughs> and then we'd watch it uh, pretty much at the earliest convenience that we could. Balls o'clock. Together. Yeah,
1: because yeah, at that point it didn't have like a UK broadcaster on the reg, did it? It was later on. Sky that...
0: Atlantic from the start.
1: Oh Christ! But there you, had you had go. Sky Atlantic, and it yeah. wasn't
0: day and day. It was a couple of days after the US airing. <laughs> God. So, and in the age of the, and in the, in the internet, that that's not for the best. No, not with that show. <laughs> um, uh, Matt, are you looking forward to seeing what happens? I am, because and I'm, I imagine George R. R. Martin is as well. Um, <laughs> personally, I think he, I think he said that it, it's
1: uh, it, it it's stuff that he is still going to quote yeah. going to do but also some story story uh, paths well, that he's not going to do because he wants the viewer and the reader to have a different experience so that it's worth reading, which I
0: think is a good call. Well, the apocryphal story is that he, one of the reasons he agreed to work with uh, Benioff and Weiss to bring it to TV was because they kind of had a really good handle on where it was going. Yeah,
1: and he was uh, like, oh, okay. But, yeah. th- but he, he said that the eventual, maybe, uh, release of the final book... Yeah. Will be a different outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have the two versions of
0: it. Well, it has to be because they've they've changed so much. Hmm. And the TV, um, the, yeah, the TV series has always done it slightly differently from the books, yes. hasn't it?
1: Like for example, I've not seen Frodo or Sam once.
0: Personally, I was quite disappointed by season seven and thought it suffered from fewer episodes and not having George or R R Martin's novels as a basis. So my hopes aren't very high. And if you had to guess, who do you think will be sitting on the Iron Throne at the end of episode six, the six episodes of the season? If there's even an Iron Throne to sit on at that point. <laughs> Um, they have to they have to, said that one of the episodes in this season is gonna have the biggest battle in film history.
1: In film history?
0: In film history. Oh, I
1: should nominate it for it's best gonna, picture. It's
0: gonna, be, it's gonna be it's gonna be longer than the, the Siege of Helms Deep from Lord of the Rings to Towers. Should,
1: you should nominate it for Best Picture and um, Tell Spielberg.
0: I actually liked the fact that season seven didn't have the books to draw on. Because Yeah, it felt free. It felt it felt free. I imagine I, I didn't I didn't know what was coming. And neither did George R. R. Martin. Um, I have a theory. I have a theory that George R. R. Martin has written himself into a corner with the end of book five and he doesn't know how to get himself out of it.
1: Uh, Ah, that's why it's taking so long. By
0: cutting certain plot points, the the (laughs) TV show has avoided that particular quandary. You've just reminded me of my favourite
1: college humour video of all time. That I'd somehow forgotten.
0: Uh, the, with George R. Martin killing people.
1: It's just, you know, with Josh Rubin's playing him but he's... Yeah. Yeah, it's just the interview with him about the books. So good. Um, what is it? What uh, is <laughs> it? Your sorrow is my playground. Your <laughs> tears are the fountain I frolic in.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, what on <laughs> earth? Um, who will be sitting on the Iron Throne at the end of the series? I don't Dumbledore. know. Dumbledore. I don't think there'll even be an Iron Throne at the end of the series. I think it's going to be so fucking apocalyptic.
1: That would be the um, irony. That would be the yeah, sweet irony of it all.
0: There is no, there is no Iron Throne to sit on. There's barely a land to rule. Daenerys. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be Jon, because the thing, the thing with Jon is that he is. He Unless is it archetypal... is Jon, because
1: they're trying to do the, the symmetry of like he did, he did, he did earn like the Stark but sort no, of honor and name reason, and the end of it and all that the reason shit. Why
0: Jon's a great character. He's an archetypal, straight up high fantasy hero character in a world where none of that genre's tropes work. Yeah, that's kind of the fun of John. He's so stoic and straight and (laughs) and um, like good. Like, yeah. inherently good. I
1: mean, yeah, he's he's pure fantasy character. Like, yeah. he gets freaking resurrected. Like, and he's he's to, pure fantasy character, like, kind of. Yeah.
0: To, but none of the tropes in, uh, <laughs> in that genre apply in this works It's a deconstruction. So, yeah, I don't think it'll be Jon. Um, maybe it'll be the Stark girls. Who knows? Who knows?
1: Well, I know something. The
0: White Walkers are going to sit on it.
1: And or something. What? The new Good Omens trailer just came
0: out, so we should oh, go and watch that. Oh, shit, son. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is today. Oh. Well, we'll do, we'll do one last email and then we'll... we'll do you know what? About. I agree. Because this, this one comes in from our friend, your friend, my friend, Charlie D. He's just Charlie D now. Charlie D now. Charlie, um, Di- Charlie D now. He says, ahoy, ahoy. He's his streaming service. Charlie uh-huh. D now. Charlie D now. Do you want Charlie? Um, you're streaming Charlie.tv. Uh, Charlie. Ahoy, ahoy, my big damn boys. <laughs> that rhymes. As you may have seen recently on Twitter, and the last 15 plus years of stop starts, uh, Mel Solid movie is once again at some point in development.
1: Yeah, okay, I'm gonna, Yeah. I. What's mm-hmm. slightly
0: less grown worthy than that piece of news is the ever classy Oscar Isaac has thrown his hat in the ring to play the sort of titular hero himself Solid Snake. <laughs> Now I pose ye both a question.
1: <laughs> Not to be confused with pliant newt.
0: No, uh, although I pose <laughs> or malleable both... lizard. That's probably those are probably names in the in the series. Um,
1: if if Kojima had stuck around, uh, they would have been the new. Uh, they would have been uh, the new protagonists.
0: Now I pose ye both a question. <laughs> I pose ye both. Oh, this is what this is. Of course, <laughs> more Matt's bread and butter slash calorie mate. I, uh, um, that's, yeah, that's very good what the hell does a Metal Gear Solid film even look like how would it work would it retell a story slash stories from the games or be an entirely new tale pitch me boys pitch me hard I want a basic through light of the plot casting writers and director I want it to be pretty tasty I want it to be sorry I'll do that as properly in, in, in character I want it to be pretty tasty love as always Charles, it comes with, it comes, the email comes with the title. Metal Gear Solid, the movie. Can't be.
1: <laughs> nice one. Um,
0: Metal Gear. It,
1: I was gonna say, the title of the movie has to be Metal Gear, but with a question mark.
0: Metal Gear? Yeah, Metal Gear.
1: Can't be. <laughs> oh, but it is. From what I know of Metal Gear, it better have a Japanese director. Western studio, fine. Japanese director, Japanese sensibility. Uh, Reason? Because it's got to look like an American hero military bullshit <laughs> thingy on the surface,
0: and it has to not be that at all. Jordan Vaught-Roberts is attached at the moment. Who did... Go um, Island, I think? Okay. Um, okay,
1: yeah. Yeah, just trade the masochism and the sadism for um, for, you know, uh, yeah. wacky hijinks in cardboard boxes instead.
0: Yeah, he did Kong School Island and Kings of Summer. So yeah, okay. um,
1: I don't hate that choice, but then again, I'm not I as mean, close Kong to friends. Island was
0: pretty good, and I think um, if you're gonna cast, if you're not gonna do Oscar Isaac as Snake, then I think uh, Tom Hiddleston's not a bad shout. He'd be great as Liquid. Mm. If you are gonna uh, adapt that storyline,
1: you know, you know how that's gone down with him on Twitter, right? Oh yeah, he said like someone said, "Did you want to do it?" And he's like, "Yeah, I've, I've seen that." fun out of me yeah he says yeah I'd be down and then the director was like here's the story of the fan art and yeah yeah we, we've spoken about Oscar and I'll be honest balls in his court yeah it's yeah. like what it. wait I
0: think is Oscar Isaac being given a job offer on Twitter the tricky bit <laughs> the tricky bit about Metal Gear Solid sorry and the metal gear metal, fran- gear. metal gear and the Metal Gear <laughs> franchise as a whole is getting the script right because hmm. that's what's held it back because it's such a labyrinthine twisty turny nightmarish um complex narrative that you don't know where to start and this comes back to what we were saying earlier in the podcast about when you're adapting comics you have kind of have to adapt the spirit of it yeah yeah that first metal gear solid game and even and the first metal gear game actually because they're kind of metal gear metal gear 2 and metal gear solid narratively in terms of the beats that hit are all kind of fairly similar mm. You wouldn't have to cut that much to make it fit into a... Because the basic narrative is... um, Grizzled soldier, veteran, is called out of retirement to infiltrate a facility slash base Hmm. and stop a madman from starting a war because they've got this weapon called Metal Gear that can change the face of warfare. Like, that is... As yeah, a basic narrative, forward, that's not... Yeah. You, you no, know, you cut things... You cut the iconic video game stuff, like the weird boss fights and stuff. You have those weird characters, by all means, in confrontation mm-hmm. with them, but it doesn't have to follow the video game structure. It follows a more... Na- more Linear, dimensional, three-act commercial. movie structure, and you sort of retrofit those characters into that. Um, so I think you can do a pretty straight adaptation of that for, Of I keep saying the first, even though it's the third... Of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the Metal Gear Solid which was the third Metal Gear game. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes! Um, and canonically, isn't even the first one in the no, Metal Gear Solid franchise. Um, oh,
0: my mind! I think Jordan Roberts is a pretty good choice for director. I think... Um, I know it was kind of a mess, but I think off the visuals of it, I think Gareth Edwards would be a pretty good choice because even though Rogue 1 was pretty messy, the yeah, visuals were pretty yeah. spot on. Um, and if he's got a good writer... um. Then you can kind of tell Konami
1: that you're not making it unless you, the studio, are allowed to hire Kojima Kojima's in an advisory capacity. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely
0: a producer on it. Um, Exit producer credit, story doctor, definitely. Um, and yeah, maybe even story credit. Certainly, characters based on you know you know um, Konami would be petty enough to then go right. Well, then you're not making
1: it. Yeah, and then no um,
0: one will grab it. <laughs> uh, Right, as, I mean, Gary Witter did some interesting stuff on um, on Rogue One and works well with Gareth Edwards, so he'd be a good shout. And also, he's, he's, a, he's a gamer, so, you know.
1: He'll have it down. A, a, He'll a, have
0: it down. Edited PC gamer and things like that for a while before we got into writing um, screenplays and things like that. Um, who else? Uh, Duncan Jones probably be a good shout for either screenplay or, dir- or directing. Um, he's working on Rogue Trooper at the moment. He's writing and directing a Rogue Trooper adaptation, which he's, he's right. very excited about on Twitter. Okay, like, I just started to be familiar today. He's like, I'm working on the Rogue Trooper script. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's going to be great. <laughs> I was like, all right, Duncan, whatever you say. We're
1: going to absorb that enthusiasm um, right now yeah. and hope that the studio allows oh, you was, to keep it. He was
0: very enthusiastic about Warcraft, so, you know. Yeah. Um, he's still quite proud of it, from what I remember. Um, yeah, and yeah, you know, it, 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 it got made, so there's yeah. that. Uh <laughs> How was the film? Um, well it got made. <laughs> it needs to it needs to have weird action set pieces. Oh god, yeah. Um Oh it needs god, to be because yeah. that's what I know that franchise for. I know that I
1: know it for its oddball shit like Psycho Mantis and things like that. That's yeah. what I know it for. It's
0: gotta be it's gotta have like the sort of
1: grizzled military characters and yet he's literally hiding in a cardboard box. It's, it's not a Michael <laughs>
0: Bay film in terms of um Its attitude towards war and the military, like, is much more cynical than that. But it's got it kind of looks like The Rock,
1: yeah.
0: But it doesn't have the sort of fetish. It does have that military fetishism, but not to the not for the same reasons. Yeah, Yeah. Um, this is
1: almost fan fantasy military in a way. Like on surface level, it is very American military Michael Bay esque sort of drum up the military porn kind of stuff, but then you get to meet the characters and talk to them. You go, this is weird shit. But I think this is
0: weird ass shit. I think the way you go is you adapt the first Metal Gear Solid with elements of the first Metal Gear. Yeah. You have Snake being a veteran brought out of retirement, but Metal Gear 1 and 2 didn't happen, so he doesn't know what Metal Gear is. Mm -hmm. He knows that... So there is there is elements of backstory to them in that he was basically raised on the battlefield. Big Boss was his sort of father figure who later betrayed him, and then the terrorist lead, the leader of the terrorist incident in this in this incident is Liquid Snake, who's his identical twin. Mm. Um, or
1: this sounds like a soap opera already. I know, right, it's so bizarre. I know,
0: right? And later on, you find out that they're both clones of Big Boss, and uh, or like oh, genetic, or like test tube babies from his DNA, whatever. Um, and then it's on Shadow Moses Island and he has to get into Shadow Moses Island and, and get past all these these weird sort of paramilitary group people and then face down with Liquid and, and the titular metal gear and the, the, that sort of end set pieces that, well, the, the, the lead up to the big end set piece is how, is how he takes down, manages to take down this ginormous war machine mech. of death. Yeah. yeah and then uh, fist fights Liquid on the top of its wreckage like that's how that movie needs to end yeah and then um, post
1: credits teaser to a metal slug crossover yeah.
0: oh yeah I don't think you kill off Liquid like you do in the... we're just like you but
1: I'm extra smaller and we're
0: wacky I think you have the moment where we're
1: you... just like you but we look more serious yet we're not
0: <laughs> alright I think you climax with a moment where he's he, he he is in a position to kill Liquid like he was with Big Boss because he's had to fight and kill Big Boss previous to this you climax at the moment where he's about to and he lets Liquid live Oh. And then if you want to do a sequel you can have it you can take it in a completely different direction from actual Metal Gear Solid sequel. Because you couldn't do Sons of Liberty. That's so. the smart
1: way to do the the adapta- yeah. the, the the cross because to movie adaptation because, because you Sons take li- it a different yeah. way. Sons yeah. of
0: Liberty you can't do it because it, it hinges its narrative and themes hinge so um heavily, lean so heavily on the fact that it's a video game mm. and it deals with the ideas Inherent to video oh, games. Yeah, oh god, these games, structure. these games fuck with um, you. It's about really, your, me- it's about your Megazone memory card was, 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 was,
1: slots and things
0: like you that. You can take, you can take that.
1: Like there are boss fights that you can get past but by even plugging your controller and plugging it into the but player that's, two that's, slot that's and things superficial like that. Stuff. I'm talking, yeah.
0: i I'm talking about like the themes of agency and how much of you is right. you and how much of you is the person controlling the avatar that is you. And do you even know that if you're an right. avatar or what experiences? What value do experiences have if they're real versus simulated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, which is not kind of stuff you want to get into in the In films, film one, yeah. Even if if, even if you do, you don't want to get into it in film one. Dip so I into think, it later. Suggest it in film one.
1: Not sequel bait it. Suggest
0: it. Yeah, I think... And then film two can expand on those ideas. I think Gareth Edwards directed, uh, Duncan Jones scripted... Hideo Kojima uh, Hideo advised, Kajima produced, exec produced, yeah. Um, sort of streamlined remake of the general outline of Metal Gear Solid yeah, with the backstory elements of Metal Gear 1 and 2 simplified mm-hmm. so that this is the first canonical Metal Gear. We're bringing you out of retirement
1: yeah. to fight your evil twin who's about to unleash a war machine on the world.
0: Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
1: There's, there's a beautiful, simple and, and we learn a bit about your backstory. You get and a, where a bit you into the
0: backstory from. of Big Boss mm-hmm. because then if you want to do a the Snake Eater style uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 prequel later on, with the same actor, yeah. then you can. Um, and Bond title sequence. I think Oscar Isaac is a really <laughs> good pick. Yeah. Because um, think... he would, of course, be playing, I assume, Snake, uh, Salt yes. Snake and Liquid Snake. Uh, I think Tom Hiddleston is also a good pick. And if you want, you could do the non-identical thing, but similar thing with yeah. a little bit of makeup to sort of approximate Oscar Isaac and Tom Hiddleston into similar yeah. sort of. It looks or or Tom Hiddleston would also be a good great snake and liquid snake. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I I, prefer, I think
1: I prefer uh, Oscar Isaac
0: over yes. Hiddleston. Yeah, but I just for, for solid especially um, just thinking of Hiddleston then was like oh yeah no he could be good. Um, <laughs> Revolver Ocelot. I was talking I was talking to, to Charlie last night and he suggested someone really good for Revolver Ocelot and I can't remember what he said. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Russell should be in there somewhere, obviously. He'd, he'd be a great Colonel Campbell. Well look, the Snake the character of Snake is so heavily influenced by Kurt Russell's Snake Pliskin from Yeah from New York. Um that it'd be weird not to have a minute. Um <laughs> Who did he suggest for Revolver Ocelot now? And I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> Can't fucking remember
1: We've gone deep into the Metal Gear lore here for oh, that, for, for an outs for an outside in the observer.
0: He's fucking great. <laughs> Revolver. Um. <laughs> Sterling K. Brown is a cyborg ninja. Yeah. Is the, who's the, the sort of reanimated uh, body of one of Stake's old comrades slash enemies? Yeah. Who he left for dead. That. Ooh. Great fox. Um. Greyfu. Icon, who's Icon? Otacon, Otacon. Uh, oh Kurosl could be a great Colonel Campbell the mission the mission control character who did you suggest that before uh, no I, I, I didn't suggest that for, for, for Campbell that would be good for Kurosl Kurosl would be a good Campbell commanding officer um, could the whole movie just, just a tiny suggestion I
1: mean cinematography and all that you know like, can the whole movie just be the walkie talkie style conversations <laughs> just the whole yeah. film there should be a lot of that.
0: Like we don't see anything. It's just
1: still images of the it's actors. Got, it's got to have in little green sort of, windows.
0: It's got to have that sort of snarkiness of the codec conversations.
1: Oscar, we want you over here to play um, Solid Snake in a Metal Gear movie. Oh my god, that's going to be amazing! Yeah, we need you for two days. We're taking a photo of your face, and then the rest of it's in VO. Yeah, brilliant,
0: <laughs> brilliant. It's going to cost five bucks to make. <laughs> Sam Elliott would have been a great Revolver Ocelot fifteen years ago, but I think he's a little old now. His mustache could play it. Yeah,
1: just hire his mustache.
0: Definitely, definitely. Put an
1: oxygen tank in his mustache; it will be fine.
0: <laughs> nice. <gasps> I store my oxygen. Um, yeah, <laughs> They did. They did some fun out of Henry Cavill as Snake as well, but I don't know if he's got the charisma for it. I like Henry no, Cavill. I more. mean, when they what announced... I've seen of him, he's not.
1: When they announced Henry Cavill as as Geralt, I was just like, yeah. like uh, But now I've played more of the Witcher Three, I'm like. Yeah, Garrett is kind of blonde. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a pseudo-Batman voice. I think Cavill could probably do that. But then again, Cavill in Mission Impossible 6. Is... Yeah. Do you know what I think the correct way to adapt to it would be? What's that? To not do it. Because video game movies...
0: That's not the question! Yeah, good point. Damn it. But yeah, I think that's it. A... <laughs> I think Oscar Isaac is a solid pick for Snake. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Duncan Jones, Gareth Edwards, Hideo Kojima. Um, With a soundtrack by Skrillex. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> soundtrack by Harry Gregson Williams because he did some stuff for. Um, I'll get Solid 2 as well. I'm game. No, you're a movie.
1: <gasps> Based on a game.
0: Yeah, boy! Based on a podcast.
1: Which you've been listening to, boys and girls. You've been listening to The Big Damn Cast. Starring Christopher Watson and Matthew Johnson. Yes. If you wish to get in touch with us journey, the week, fucking don't. But if you feel so inclined, <laughs> email bigdamcontact at gmail.com. You That's can also tweet us, us. at Big Damn Cast. Tune in every fucking weekday to twitch.tv slash bigdammstream. Uh, Tuesdays we'll and Thursdays is streamings. And there's something going on. If it's not us, it's us hosting shit. So watch it, god damn yeah. it! It's good stuff. And if we hit 50 followers on Twitch, we qualify for affiliate status. I can't believe we're not already at 50 followers. We're so good. We are the best. Like no one ever was. To catch them is my real desd. To train them is my
0: cuz. Oh, look. It's Pokemon Diamond. That was was a pony to fainting, by the way.
1: All good podcasts end with the exhausted collapse of a horse made of fire. He's not made of fire.
0: He has a fiery mane. (laughs) You really need to brush up on your Pokemon uh, physiology, Christopher. I worry about you. biology 101. (laughs) (laughs) We've already gone now. That's the music playing. (laughs) Not made of fire!